0: Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you. PNC Bank National Association. Member FDIC. Good evening everyone and welcome to Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell for tonight's PNC Bank pregame show where tonight we've got High school football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Ridgewood Generals, one and zero on the year, coming in out of West Lafayette, Ohio, taking on the Waynedale Golden Bears, who are also one and zero on the season. And the Bears are coming in after their victory last week, forty-one to twelve, over Tuskegee Valley. While the Generals won last week, also at home, over Bel Air, forty-one to twenty. Ridgewood finished nine and two last year, losing in the first game of the playoffs at Centerburg, twenty-one to thirteen. And of course, right now, we have got some great weather for this one. Earlier today, it looked like the rain might be possibly a problem, but right now, bright sunshine, temperatures in the 80-degree marks, and the field looks just in super shape for tonight's game. Joining us here tonight on the PNC Bank pregame show, Pat Mitchell. And Pat, the weather, since we don't have to worry about that, should be a good game between two teams that are extremely fast.
1: Yeah, as you said, uh, weather was obviously a concern earlier in the week and even earlier in the day and maybe even an hour ago, but uh, from what it looks like with the radar and the hourly forecast, it seems like it's going to stay away and and you hit the nail on the head. It's two teams that are extremely athletic, extremely fast, um, have some track stars out there playing some football games, so... You know, we expect to see a, a, uh, a nice up-tempo game and, and see a lot of athletes flying around on the football field tonight. A couple of players that had big games last week. First of all, for the Bears, Antoine Lewis, who scored
0: a touchdown and also had over 100 yards in total offense, a blocked punt, and he played an outstanding game, winning our Limbs Pizza Star of the game, but he was outstanding in that
1: one. Yeah, he just uh, he did everything for the Bears, um, and that's, as we talked about before last game, that's really what, the Bears need is is to find somebody else that can step up and and fill the spot and make plays for for this team, and uh, that's that's what you expect out of your seniors and a big player that the Bears are going to have to keep an eye on
0: tonight, Trent Harrison, who last in last week's game had over 140 yards rushing, so the Bears are going to have to keep an eye out on him.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's tough as as we'll talk in a little bit, but uh, Ridgewood does run the ball a lot, so. Um, A lot of responsibilities tonight um, based on where the positions are uh, for the Bears defense tonight. And they're they're just going to have to take care of their responsibilities and their guy uh, to be able to keep these guys in check. This is a big game for both teams as
0: far as points are concerned, so both of these teams in Division 5 want to win this one. Last year on September 5th at West Lafayette, Ridgewood defeated Wayndale 30-13. to The Bears were down 16 nothing at the half and 23-6 to at the end of three. And the Generals in that one had 318 yards of total offense. The Bears, though, ran 26 less plays than the Generals did as they were 50% on third down conversions. We're going to go over tonight's schedule the J.J. Huddle rankings for this week. We'll interview Matt Zerker, and we'll have a lot more coming up when the PNC Bank pregame show continues right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. No managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC virtual wallet because when you can see your money clearly you always know where you stand PNC virtual wallet can help you simplify your finances track and budget your spending and save for the future to get started and open a PNC virtual wallet today visit PNC.com slash wallet PNC Bank for the achiever in you DNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're about 25 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between Ridgewood and the Wayndale Golden Bears. Pat, the J.J. Huddle D5 rankings for the second week in a row have come out. Coldwater's still the number one team, Canton Central Catholic number two, Garraway number three, but the Bears have moved up from number seven in the preseason rankings to number four this week.
1: Yeah, um, obviously uh, the people over at J.J. Huddle saw something in the Bears uh, moving them up three spots with uh, really just uh, one week into the season um, and, and only dropping out two teams. So, again, they, they must have saw something in the win last week. And, um, but, again, r- rankings mean nothing, but you got to go out on the field and, and back everything up, and I'm sure that's what uh, the coaching staff for the Bears keep, keeps reminding uh, the players that, um, you know, they could be ranked as high as, you know, number one, but it, uh, it all doesn't matter as long as they don't take care of things on the field. Right behind Waynedale at number 5 is Swanton. Then comes Liberty Benton. At 7 is Martins Ferry.
0: Columbiana Crestview at number 8. Wheelersburg, 9. And Norwayne, Pat, they lost last week, but they move up as they lost to Hubbard, and they move up to number 10.
1: Yeah, obviously uh, they showed that they were a team to be reckoned with with hanging around with Hubbard and the Division I uh, running back that, that they have, but um, not something that you'll normally see them moving up uh, in front of some other teams after a loss, but but nonetheless, again, uh, rankings are rankings, but it's time to go back it up. And Chippewa came in at number 12 after their big victory, and we're going
0: to take a look at the schedule coming up for tonight in just a few moments. But last night, as far as Waynedale athletics are concerned... The Lady Bears, the volleyball team, defeated Northwestern in four games. They won three in a row, 25-17, 25-18, and 25-22 after losing the first contest. In girls' soccer last night, it was Central Christian defeating Waynedale 3-1. to Now, tomorrow is the JV game. That'll be at 10 o'clock here. And then comes the, or I should say, down at Ridgewood tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And then the cross-country team will be pl- uh, running in the Ashland Invitational. Also in volleyball, Wayndale will be in the Minerva Tri-Match. That begins at 10. And there's a girls-boys soccer match going on at Northwestern tomorrow. The girls start at 11, and the boys will start at 1 o'clock. That will be tomorrow. Last week, as far as football was concerned, there were some games around the Wayne County Athletic League and the in the Wayne County Athletic League, the teams in the conference went 6-2. and two. The only two teams that were beaten were Dalton and Norway. Norway to Hubbard by 3 and Dalton to Garraway by 21. But Chippewa won big over Wellington. Hillsdale 31, Manchester 7, Ripman 34, Richmond Heights 12, Northwestern 39, Akron North 8. And Smithville defeated Tuslaw 35-14. to So a good first week, Pat, for the Wayne County Athletic League.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, each week uh, that these teams are playing, you you want to see the WCal, uh, especially in the preseason, go eight and zero. Just because later on down the road, if you're able to beat these teams, that's that's more points for you for the playoffs. But uh, again, as you said, a good week in the uh, in the WCal, and really the two losses were to very quality opponents in in uh, in those two games in uh, Garraway and and Hubbard. So. Um, Looks like the WCAL teams are off to a pretty good start. Elsewhere around the area last week it was Worcester over Firestone twenty seven to seven. West Holmes defeated
0: Triway forty six to forty. That's Waynedale's opponent next week. They'll be over in Shreve to face Triway. Orville over Lyndon McKinley forty seven to thirteen. It was Loudonville twenty eight, Highland seven, and Northwest over Cloverleaf. 55-8. to 8. A couple of notes from last week, Pat, around high school football in the state, Kirtland extended its regular season winning streak to 56 games, knocking off Chagrin Falls in the season opener 24-9, to 9, and that is one heck of a program Kirtland's got going over the last 10 years.
1: Yeah, it's just the football powerhouse over there, and especially Chagrin Falls is usually has a pretty good team, so... Um, to be able to just keep that going, obviously winning state championships and playing good teams, not just playing patty-cake teams, um, it's pretty impressive. As far as what else happened in the around the area, it was Warrensville Heights. They went seven
0: overtimes last Friday night before they beat John Marshall in that one. You'd think it was a high-scoring game. It only went 22-14 in seven overtimes. I don't think either team could get the ball in the end zone. Uh,
1: that's... Uh that's pretty unfortunate, but uh, c- you know, congratulations to Warrensville Heights winning the Battle of Attrition. Around the area tonight, around the Wayne County Athletic League, let's
0: take a look at those games. Norwayne's going to be at CBCA. Both teams are 0-1, as you said last week. Norwayne did a good job against George Hill. He had 125 yards rushing on 13 carries, but Norwayne only lost that game by 3 points, so even though they lost, I think that was probably a moral victory for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, as, as a coach and you don't really want to talk about moral victories but that's exactly what it is you know you kind of want to see where you're at especially first week of the season you can do as well as you as anybody in the scrimmages but when the lights come on and um it it counts you really want to see what your team's made of and um they obviously showed that they can they can hang with some quality opponents so it probably should be uh, a pretty good win for them tonight with cvca who you know did lose last week but uh, from the score, they they got pretty. Uh, what was it? Forty-two nothing. Forty-two nothing to by Woodridge. So yeah, that's uh, should be should be a win tonight by Norway. Dalton is going to
0: play at Tuslaw. Tuslaw was kicked all over the field by Smithville last week, and Dalton just did not play very good defense, which is a surprise by the Bulldogs. They allowed two hundred and seventy-seven
1: yards in passing and another hundred and seventy-five on the ground. Yeah, and that's this is a kind of a measure too for Dalton to see where they're at. Um, you know first three weeks of the season you don't really get a chance to gauge yourself against common opponents um, but this is a chance for Dalton and Smithville to see if they uh, where they're at in the league and you know at least at least with one other team um, based on how they do tonight so uh, should be interesting to see how how that game turns out. Hillsdale is playing at Willard. Willard hasn't won a football game in over two years. Hillsdale 1-0 coming into that one I guess I got to ask the question: Is Eric Pickering ever going to graduate? <laughs> seems like he's been there for years. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys, kind of like Aaron Kraft, and It seems when they're when they're playing since they're freshman year, then they stick around forever. But um, again, another impressive performance by Hillsdale last week, and um, I assume you know that they'll just keep it going into this week. Northwestern will play about Black River. Both those
0: teams are one and zero and moved the ball very well last week. Rittman is playing at South Central. Rittman's one and zero on the year. It's the first time they've been one and zero in quite a long time. And Akron North will be at Smithville. North is zero and one. Smithville one and zero. But tomorrow, a big points game for the Chippewa Chips. Pat, they're one and zero and they go to Beechwood to play the Beechwood team, and they are at one and zero also. But Beechwood, even though they're Division Five, they play a lot of two and three schools.
1: Yeah, the uh, the secondary points, you know, you get the points from the division that you beat as the first tier points, and then the second tier points, they count the divisions that you beat, um, that that team has beaten. So, again, if they can uh, if they can beat a lot of two and three teams, um, they're gonna bring in a lot of points if the chips are able to win that ball game tomorrow night, which is probably the plan for why they scheduled it. They they wanted a, a game to get uh, some points under their belt because. I'm sure they, they assume that they're going to make the playoffs, and, and they don't really want to play uh, cold water in the first or second round anymore, so they want to do something to um, get themselves uh, further into the playoffs before they'd have to play them. Fortunately for all the teams in that region, they got moved out of the region, so um, it doesn't really matter, but it uh, should be, should be a, a good game tomorrow night between those two teams. Chippewa rolled up 55 points by halftime. Scoring on 10 of the 11 possessions
0: that they had when they beat Wellington last week, and Beachwood defeated Gilmore Academy 44 to 36. Now, elsewhere around the area tonight outside the conference, Orville is at Triway, Worcester goes to Wadsworth, Ashland Crestview is at Loudonville, West Holmes in New Philly, and Cloverleaf will be at Keystone. Matt Zerker is next when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com virtualwallet wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Welcome back to Wayndale. We're back on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show, and with us now is Head Coach Matt Zerker of the Golden Bears. Matt, last week, big first game. I would say that the first half you probably had to be pretty pleased about, but the second half left just a little bit to be desired.
2: Yeah, I thought the kids really came out of the gate and took care of business early on. You know, they got kind of punched in the mouth with the surprise onside, but the defense stepped up and got a four and out and. Um, really, in the first half, we were in complete control on both sides of the ball and played very well. second half got yeah you know, just a little bit sloppy, you might say, and really, um I think we sh- we shut him down the first drive, went down and scored, and then uh you know as we started to sub and some things happened, it just got a little bit sloppy.
0: Could you have asked for anything more from your offense in that first half?
2: You know, probably not. You know, there was one, one possession there where we turned the ball over. and Obviously we don't want to turn the ball over and would have liked to finish with points there, but, um, super efficient. You know, when you complete, uh, whether 12 or 16 passing and, um, you know, we ran the ball efficiently as well. They were very balanced on both, both running and passing. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we hope for. And
0: a positive on that was you played the game without Reed Stanley, your lead running back, and the offense still seemed to click.
2: Yeah, that's just a testament to uh, number one, how the line played Friday night and also just about the depth of our skill guys and um, the flexibility of our skill guys. You know, Nick started in the backfield on Friday night and um, Antoine ran the ball well. Nick ran the ball well. Um, Reed's brother Logan, who got some carries there in the second half, really did a nice job um, at running back. So just a lot of, uh, a lot of depth there and a lot of flexibility, which makes it nice offensively.
0: Matt, last week on the interview, you talked about how you wanted the team to be aggressive, especially defensively, and it seemed to take hold because the defensive line for Waynedale, the front four, really played aggressive, swarming defense.
2: Yeah, they were uh, very happy with how they played, and you know the the scheme this year and some of the play calling might be lead them to be more aggressive, which we're hoping. And uh, you saw that saw that carry over Friday night. And, uh, they did a great, great job, especially in the first half, of uh, flying around in the football. They came out in a little bit different offensive formation than what we were maybe a prepped mainly for, I guess you might say, and, uh, had a nice kind of opening drive, but the defense bucked up and found a way to get a stop. And, um, unfortunately they did hit us with two big plays there kind of late in the third and fourth quarter, but overall the defense played very, very well.
0: You know, Patrick and I brought it up on the broadcast that even though as well as you played and as well as you looked in the first half, there were things in the second half, like you said, that you could go into the game films the next day and be able to correct. Were there some things that you found that you'll be able to correct for this week's game?
2: Yeah, it, a lot of it has to do, you know, with the, the second guy has to be ready to step up. And, you know, we had some cramping a little bit Friday night. We had a guy or two that had to step in there and, um, you know, just little things. We were blitzing, and they didn't pick up the back coming out of the backfield. and um, Maybe on special teams the one time, uh, maybe twice it happened, where we didn't stay in our lanes the way we needed to and break down quick enough. So, you know, some of those things are, you, I don't want to say you chalk up for the first game, but it's, it's hard to simulate all of those things in practice, especially at game speed. And when you only get two scrimmages and basically played a half of real football, the way it was set up, Um, Some of those things occur at a different rate of speed than the kids are used to, so we're hoping to make that jump in some of those areas from week one to week two.
0: Matt, tell me about the the status of Reed Stanley and Kyle Ice this week. Where are they at?
2: Yeah, um, you know, Reed had a great week of practice. He was back and going full go all week long, so we expect to have his have him on the field um, in some capacity. We'll see, you know, what his conditioning level is and how it's feeling overall, but uh, definitely going to see uh, Reed back out on the field, and um, Kyle got a little bit of practice time this week, and I know he's uh, um, still working with the doctor to see exactly what his timetable is, but is uh, making progress.
0: Well, now you've got Ridgewood. What do you remember about them from last year? I know they lost their two main offensive threats, but they still seem to do the same things as they did last year.
2: Uh, number one, they're just a program that expects to win year in and year out, and you know they're going to be physical, they're going to be aggressive, and uh, they can't fly around, so you better buckle it up and be ready to play. Because you know, they're going to bring it, it doesn't matter who, who's running, who's tackling, they're going to come and they're going to the, bring the pads behind them. So uh, first and foremost, we have to match their physicality this Friday.
0: Matt, the thing that I think I remember most about last year's game was the fact that we were ineffective against them on third down.
2: Yeah, hey, we got into that third and four, third and five, even third and six at times, you know, doing, playing pretty well in first and second down, and they would find a way to, to keep the change moving, so, um, you know, along with uh forcing turnovers, uh third downs, we call money downs, are have been a point of emphasis for us, and that's going to be huge again tonight.
0: They're young, and they run the spread, and that spread, though, what I've kind of seen out of them on some of the highlights that I saw online is they don't really throw out of it, or at least they didn't have to last week, they ran the ball a majority of the time, gaining 309 yards in total offense of the 318 that they had in that game last week. Is that by design, or is that something that just they were able to do against Bel Air?
2: No, I think if you look at their personnel, um, that's by design. And, you know, last year we probably gave their passing game more respect. You know, with the new quarterback they had come in, he had a very strong arm. Um, very capable of throwing, but they ended up, you know, pass. I think they completed one pass against us last year. So, um, you know, they're spreading you out to run the football is what they're doing. So the quarterback this year, who actually is uh, Coach Slusser's son, the head coach's son, um, very smart kid, very good decision maker, um, solid athlete, not necessarily throwing is a strength of his. So uh, what you saw in the highlights is probably by design.
0: So what do you do as a defense against the spread that you were unable to do last year, Matt?
2: I think the big thing is, you know, add some more defenders into the into the box, into the run game. Um, you know, last year we played with the free safety most of the night. Um, just being afraid of, you know, his ability to throw the ball deep in their vertical game and uh this year that's a little bit different and obviously we still have to stay awake in the secondary. We can't give up the big play action pass, but Uh, We're going to put another guy in the box and make sure we stop the run and force them to try to do something they don't want to do, and that's throw. Well,
0: Matt, good luck tonight. We'll talk to you after the game. Thanks, Dave. All right, we'll be back with more of our PNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. BNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We are just minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between Ridgewood and Wayndale, both teams 1-0 on the year. Ridgewood plays in the Inter-Valley Conference, and, Pat, last year the Bears really had a tough time with the spread. You heard Matt Zerker say on the interview, plans to put one more man in the box. Do you expect to see him go man-to-man on the outside receivers and just try to
1: force them to throw the ball? I would think so, yeah. He knows that he's got some pretty good athletes on the outside at his corner positions. And uh, even as free safety, so I think uh, that's the plan. He's just going to go man-to-man on the outside, force them to, as he said, do something that they don't want to do or aren't very comfortable with, and uh, see if they can make plays like that. If they do, then you got to take your hat off to them.
0: Well, John Slesser is the head coach of the Ridgewood Generals, and his son, as you heard Matt say, is the quarterback, Jet Slusher, a six-foot, 161-pound junior, and they are athletic and speedy. They've got two of the 4x100 state championship relay teams on this squad, Billy Bailey and Michael Kelly. But Wayndale is no slouch when it comes to speed, Pat.
1: Yeah, as, as we know, we, we have some speed ourselves. You know, I mean, you've got to start, if you're going to stick with track, you've got to start with Antoine Lewis, who... Uh, placed third at the state uh, for the 400 meter dash, and um, Titus Bixler was part of the uh, 4x2 as, with Antoine Lewis that set a school record. So, um, and then as you know, we got uh, athletes that don't play track, and uh, Nick ball, um Reed Stanley, who uh, who are just you know burners out there. So, uh, as we said before, it should be a, a good game to watch as far as uh, just a lot of athletes and a lot of speed out there tonight.
0: And remember Caleb Tingle last year, boy, he was a thorn in the
1: side of the Bears. Yeah, just a a very shifty uh, runner and, as you said, uh, a move in from Coshocton and just somebody that the Bears had trouble keeping down. As far as running, well, junior running back Trent Harrison had 16 carries,
0: 146 yards last week for the 1-0 Ridgewood Generals, who are also ranked number 25 this week according to the J.J. Huddle Division 5 rankings. The Wayndale Golden Bears, they're number four, 1-0 oh in their season. Matt Zerker in his 10th year, 51 wins in his career against 44 defeats. Ball movement tonight for the Bears, very, very important. They need to be able to accomplish what they did last week. It would be nice to see if this team could go another game without punting.
1: Yeah, that was uh, something I didn't even realize when I asked you before the game, and you confirmed it. But, um, yeah, as you said, just moving the ball down the field, doing what you want to do, um, and, and really setting the tone, especially early. Um, I look for the, the Bears to try to get that 50-50 balance, um, but maybe uh, when they need a big play, probably go to the air because uh, last week in their, lo- or in their win against Bel Air, um, Ridgewood did give up three uh, touchdowns through the air, so um, you know that, that may be a weakness on their team. Uh, as far as the secondary is concerned, and I think it's very important that the Bears on defense play as aggressive this week as they did last week. Yeah, they uh, as as we've talked about, they're going to stack the box and and they can't be afraid to get in there and and uh, hit somebody. I mean, the, they got some pretty big boys on the line, but we're going to have to use our quickness and and just get in there and and be sure tacklers tonight. What do you see as the key for Waynedale in this one? Uh, I mean, defensively, they got to stick to their responsibilities. Um, with the spread offense, you you got you got your responsibilities, and and the option looks, and um, certain positions are are keying on on a certain guy. So you can't get can't get yourself blocked, and, and you gotta gotta keep your responsibilities. Got to harness the emotion, the and the adrenaline, and, and just stick to stick to the game plan. And offensively, that's the same. Just they, they have a good game plan. Stick to the game plan and make sure you execute.
0: And as far as Ridgewood is concerned, they need to have as much success this week running the ball as they did last week against Bel Air and convert the third downs that they did last year against Waydale and do that here tonight. Reed Stanley's going to play. So's Kyle Ice. We've got a great crowd coming in here at Waydale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. We've got Waydale Golden Bear High School football for you next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show, brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on talk.com Sports, the
3: controversial
0: frontier. Every Thursday night at 7, you can get a different vantage point with me, Dave Mitchell, on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. I'll examine what's right and wrong in the sports world, from the NFL to soccer, NASCAR to the NBA. We'll go over why teams win, lose, and make the moves they do. Controversy never sounded so fun. If it's worth talking about, it's on the Ultimate Sports Talk Show. Every Thursday night at 7, with me, Dave Mitchell, on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
2: it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going
3: to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com
0: now presents Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by... The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sasi, call 830-9760. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, and by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Wayndale Golden Bears high school football game. It may be only week two of the high school football season, but we've got two unbeaten teams. Heading into this one tonight. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. We've got Wayndale Golden Bears High School football for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com, where tonight the Ridgewood Generals, coming in from West Lafayette at 1-0 on the year after their victory over Bel Air last week, take on the Wayndale Golden Bears, who are also 1-0 after their victory over Tuskegee Valley last week. The Bears under head coach Matt Zerker, while the Ridgewood Generals come in after a playoff berth last week under head coach John Slusser. Two very speedy teams here tonight, Pat, and Reed Stanley and Kyle Ice are back for the Bears in this one.
1: Yeah, that's good news uh, for the Bears tonight, especially to establish the running game if they are trying to go to the pass game, because that's, that's exactly what you want to do. Any team that wants to pass the ball, you want to establish at least a little bit of a running game first, so um, that's that's big news for the Bears. Well, it looks like we're going to get this one underway early, and when
0: I tell you who the officials are you'll understand why (laughs) Ron Fuller is our head referee so we expect a very quick and efficient game here tonight. The umpire Don Coleman, the line judge Matt Carrefer, the linesman is Jason Schneider and the back judge is Jeff Zank Ridgewood will kick off as the Bears won the coin toss and elected to
1: receive and not to defer and that's a surprise Pat yeah, obviously uh, Coach Zerker wants to uh, try to establish this game early. You know, one thing he told us last year after the loss was he just felt felt like his team got punched in the mouth and didn't respond. So that's probably something that he's going to look to do is is punch Ridgewood in the mouth and, and see how they respond. Well, a great crowd here tonight in Apple Creek, Ohio. Glad
3: to
0: have you along on Ultimate Sports Talk. Set to kick this one off for the Ridgewood Generals as a freshman. Keith Claxton, back set to return. Nick Strasbaugh, Isaiah Menue, and Antoine Lewis. Ridgewood going from right to left, and the kick is going to be taken in by Antoine Lewis at the 22, to the 25, to the 30, to the 35, and he's going to be tripped up and down at the 37-yard line after a return of 15 yards on the play, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 37-yard line. Brevin Reby is the quarterback for the Bears, for the in the backfield, it will be Reed Stanley starting here tonight for Waynedale. Going out wide left is Bixler. Now Strasbaugh is going to line up in the slot. Waynedale going with the spread offense also. Antoine Lewis is out wide right, and now he moves in motion behind Brevin Reeby, who's in the pistol, and now a flag by the linesman, and it will be a legal procedure against the
1: Bears. So right away, the Bears get hit with a penalty. Uh, obviously, uh, not the way you want to start. Uh, we kind of saw that last week, too, uh, some broken plays and a uh, penalty to start off the game, so um, Bears kind of digging themselves into a, s- a slight hole early. Aaron Spidel will come out wide right, Antoine Lewis
0: slot right. Bixler is out wide left, and Strasbaugh is slot left. Reed Stanley making his first start of the year after missing last week's game in the pistol behind Brevin Reeby. Handoff goes to Stanley right up the middle, cuts it to the 35 out to the 40-yard line. So a gain of 7 yards on the play for Reed Stanley on his initial carry. And it'll bring up 2nd down and call it 8 yards to go. We've just begun here from Apple Creek. Both these teams 1-0 and on the year. Ball resting at the
1: 40-yard line. No. And early, Reed Stanley already shows the impact that he has for this Bears offense. Stanley behind Reby in the pistol, moving a motion
0: to Strasball. Straspaw is going to get it, led by Stanley around the left-hand side, but he's tripped up and downed on that left-hand side by the left-outside linebacker, Casey Bethel. Bethel, a junior, 5'9", 181 pounds. That defense for Ridgewood, pretty much the same as what they had last year. They start three seniors and seven juniors. But they're very, very light across the front line. They average 211 pounds.
1: Yeah, that, that last play uh, just didn't, couldn't really develop. The Bears uh, didn't get the edge to uh, be able to block to let that play do anything. So it'll
0: bring up third down and 10. 10.40 left to go in this first quarter of play. We've just begun. Ball resting at the 37-yard line of Wayndale. Reeby out of the shotgun, looks back, throws under the right flank, complete to ball He's got the first down at midfield and run out of bounds at the 49-yard line. 14 yards on the reception to Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears have their first first down of the night.
1: Nice route, nice uh, grab by, by Nick there, and uh, Brevin put the ball right on the money where it needed to be. Wayndale with the ball in Ridgewood territory at the 49.
0: Reeby in the sp- Shotgun goes out left-hand side to Strasball. He's complete at the 50, cuts to the 40, to the 35, and he throws an elbow and gets thrown out of bounds as he tried to stiff elbow one of the Ridgewood defenders on that left-hand side, that being Braden Smith, a junior. So a gain of call at 17 on the reception, and it gives Wayndale another first down. Nick just wanted to let the defender know he was there, and he did. Ball resting at the 34-yard line of Ridgewood. Reby, handoff to Stanley on the crossbuck, touches the 35 to the 25, down to the 20-yard line. Big hole made by the left side of that Dale offensive line. Gain of, call it, 14 yards on the play for Reed Stanley. That offensive line, Anderson at left tackle, tie straight to left guard, Christian Warner at center, Sam Ferrara at right guard, and Ben Ferrara at right tackle. Ball resting at the 20, 10-10 to go in the first quarter. Reby out of the pistol. Right behind him is Stanley. Moving in motion is Lewis. Sets up behind Reby. And now a flag on the play. And it will be a movement penalty on Waynedale, So that will knock them back five yards. So right away, Waynedale has had two penalties here in this first quarter of play. And the referee, Ron Fuller, tells Matt Zerker that Christian Warner moved the ball. So the clock continues to run. We're under 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Pistol formation. Now Strassball lines up. They've got trips out to the right-hand side. Reeby out of the pistol. Now Strassball goes back, sets up behind Riebe. Hand off to Strassball right up the middle. Cuts it to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! <laughs> Strassball with his fourth touchdown of the year. 25-yard run for Nick. And the Bears are on top of it with 9.37 to go in the first quarter. Six to nothing.
1: Pretty good hole again opened up on the left-hand side. Uh, Nick stiff-armed the linebacker and beat the secondary to the end zone. So really minus the penalties, really a pretty good opening drive for the Bears. Great offensive drive for the Bears.
0: Jarrett Wanzek will come in to attempt the extra point. Reby the holder. Kick is up, and the kick is a low-line drive one, and it is no good. Off to the right, 9.37 to go in this first quarter of play from Waynedale. Your score, it is the Bears 6, Ridgewood nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Wayndale athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive Through wishes the Wayndale Golden Bears the best of luck. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidell Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidell Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you and trust your family with their care. The Spidell Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, they're when you need them. Well, another touchdown by Nick Strasbaugh. He's got four on the air, and the
1: Bears are on top of this one, 6 nothing, with 9.37 to go in the first quarter of play. As we said, uh... Really a a pretty easy opening drive for for the Bears. Got a lot of holes, which is uh, something they didn't get as much of last week, but um, a good start for for the skilled players and the offensive line. Jarrett Wanzek will kick it off for the Bears. Back set to return is Hammond and also
0: Bailey, and the kick is going to sail out of bounds at the 15-yard line, so the penalty will cause, well, let's see what they do this week. Last week they had the Bears re-kick it, and it looks like they're going to do the same thing this week. So that must be a rule change, Pat, that we did not know of. Uh, looks like they're going to take it at the 40. All right, now they will take it at the 40. So third penalty of the game against Dale in this one.
1: Uh, actually, 35. So, yeah, it must, must have been changed. They changed the yardage and gave him the option to decline that penalty. Well, technically you accept it. You just get the yardage then. So coming out for the Ridgewood Generals, it'll be Jet
0: Slusser, the junior. He's number one. In the backfield with him is Trent Harrison, who had 146 yards rushing last week. He gets the handoff, ro- breaks it off the right-hand side. He is hit. Fumble oh, the place. Picked up by Spidell. He's going to run it in from the 20 for a touchdown. Harrison coughs it up on the right-hand side, and Aaron Spidell picked up the fumble recovery, and the Bears now lead it 12-0 on the 20-yard scamper by Spidell. It'll officially be
1: 40 yards, but he picked it up around the 20 and ran it in. What a, a great play. Your first play defensively. That's obviously what you want, is to be able to get a turnover and, and go down and score with it. I'm not sure who it was on the left side of that line that caused that. Looked like it was a few Golden Bears, but Spidell came in and picked it up and ran it in. 12 nothing, 9.28 to go in the first quarter. High snap, wants
0: is going to put it up, though, as Reby got it down, and that one is no good. So a little miscommunication going on between the long snapper and Brevin Reby and Jarrett Wanzik. 9.28 to go in the first quarter. We've got another timeout, and the Bears lead this one 12 to nothing. We'll be back after this. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Stop in for breakfast Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. 12-0, 12 nothing, Waynedale on top of it after the fumble recovery and return by Aaron Spidell for a touchdown. Pat, you mentioned it before the game, Matt Zerker was upset last year that the Bears came out and got punched
1: in the mouth. This year, it's the Bears in the first five minutes of this one that have punched in the mouth. Yeah, exactly the start that the Bears wanted. Um, good news for the general fans is there's a lot of game left, so the Bears can't let up as we saw them do a little bit uh, last week. They just got to keep, keep the accelerator down. So back set to return
0: is Billy Bailey and Ricky Workman, and that pit ball is going to get bounced past Harrison. Harrison near the left side lane. Picks it up near the 10. He's chased by Menue. Runs it all the way back to the 5. He's going backwards. He's going to be swarmed and dropped. All the way back to the 6-yard line is where they will say he has dropped. And the tackle made by Titus Bixler, Isaiah Menue, and a host of Waynedale tacklers, including... Christian Wellman. So the Bears defensively will start out this way. We didn't even get a chance to bring them to you. Farrar, Straits, Anderson, and Adam Mullet are the defensive line. Stanley, Lewis, and Wanzick are the linebackers. Menue and Spidell, the corners, and Bixler and Strasbaugh are the safeties. Slusser hands it off to Billy Bailey. Billy Bailey takes it right up the middle out of the spread offense and picks up four on the play. Tackle made by... Sam Farrar. So a gain of four on the play. And it brings up second down. They're going to call it a short four. Call it second down and a short seven. Ball resting just near the 10-yard line. Bailey in the backfield. Moving in motion. To the right-hand side is Ray Davidson. Handoff goes to Bailey. Bailey's going to be stacked up right at the 10. He's maybe going to struggle forward out to the 12-yard line. So call it a gain of three on the play for Bill Bailey.
1: And it should bring up third down and four. Two pretty good good plays to stop the run here to start. So third and four. uh, Somewhat manageable with the run, but uh, we'll see. I would imagine that Ridgewood's going to stick with that. Maybe a couple more handoffs are an option here. Bill Bailey
0: still in the backfield. Trent Harrison, who coughed up the ball on his first carry, has not been in on this possession. Jett drops back. Slusher looks out to the right, tipped at the line of scrimmage, into the hands of the intended receiver, Bryce Hammond. But Hammond, because it was tipped at the line, couldn't get a handle on the ball. So the incompletion, first attempt at passing on the night for Jet Slusher falls incomplete. And with 7.58 to go in this first quarter of play, it'll be punting time for Ridgewood. Punting the ball away will be Jarrett Slusher. Slusher, he's the sophomore. And he gets a low line drive kick. Strassball's going to pick it up at about his 42. Cuts to the right, now to the left, back to the right to cross the 35, down to the 31 yard line. So a return of, call it seven yards on the punt return by. Nick Strussbaugh and the Bears will take it over first and 10 at the Ridgewood 31 yard line and they've got a chance here in this first quarter to put another nail in the coffin of Ridgewood
1: yeah I mean great field position here starting at the 31 yard line Um, so I mean this what more could you ask for if you're part of the the Waynedale football team and coaching staff as as far as the start is concerned
0: Bears come out after huddling on the sideline. Spidell and Lewis are out wide right. Vixler and Strasbaugh in the slot on the left-hand side. Reed Stanley lines up behind Brevin Reby in the pistol. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh to the near side. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw the middle of the field to Spidell. To the 10, to the 5, touchdown! Quick strike, 31-yard touchdown reception by Aaron Spidel. And the Bears are now on top of this one by a score
1: of 18 to nothing well if you're uh if you're over there on the opposite sideline in Ridgewood you're you're finding out where the pause button is and the, re- and the restart button for this game this is not the way that they wanted to start not at all 18 nothing bears on top of it
0: and now they'll go for two straws is going to work out of the wildcat so the bears will go for two moving in motion is Antoine Lewis Hand off to Lewis. Lewis around the right side. Gets a block. Cuts it to the five. Down to the one as he struggles forward. It goes into the end zone. Picked up by Reed Stanley for the score. Lewis fumbled the football into the end zone. And Reed Stanley was standing right there. Picked it up and converted the two points. So the Bears are on top of it. 20 to nothing with
1: 741 left to go in this first quarter. Well, a a small mistake there, but... You know, the Bear, we've seen the Bears have some mistakes here, but they're not things that are, are really hurting them so far. But um, things that you'd still like to clean up with the false start penalties and the fumble there. But all in all so far, just a great start. This, um, this not is e- not even five minutes into the game. You're up three touchdowns. Reed Stanley,
0: two carries, 21 yards. Nick Strasbaugh, two carries, 22 yards. Brevin Reby, three for three passing for 62 yards. Strasbaugh has caught two passes for 31 yards. Aaron Spidel, a catch, 31 yards and a touchdown. Bears on top of it, 20 to nothing with 7:41 to go in this first quarter. At halftime, we're going to look at the Ohio State Virginia Tech game coming up Monday night on our Apple Creek Bank halftime show.
1: I mean, this is uh, this is kind of shocking. I mean, we knew it would it would be a good game. We knew that we had a, a pretty good team, but they've just come out. Uh, ready to go tonight, the the Bears have. and Looking over at that sideline, the Generals look like they're a little bit shocked. Obviously, you would be. They, they've
0: they had the ball twice and only ran four plays. 7.41 to go in this first quarter. Wanzik will tee it up. Bears going from left to right across your computer screen. And a squib kick. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks of Ridgewood at their own 48-yard line. So the Bears try to catch Ridgewood off kilter on that squib kick but the generals recover it at their own 48 so they'll have it first and 10 and let's see what the generals can do now trent harrison fumbled the football on their first possession and he didn't come in on the second one now harrison is in and so is bailey and bailey's going to line up in a slot harrison is in the backfield out of the pistol by jet slushard Coming in motion now is Bailey. Handoff goes to Bailey around the left-hand side to this side. Cuts it to the 50. Drug down at the 48-yard line. Tackle on the play by the Bears, Sam Farrar.
1: Antoine Lewis in that tackle, too, just did a great job to uh, make Bailey go out on the perimeter even a little bit more than he wanted to by getting off his block and uh, sustaining the edge.
0: So call it a two-yard gain. On the play for Bailey. He's got three carries, nine yards. Ball resting at the 49-yard line of Waynedale. Second down and a short eight yards to go. Moving in motion as Bailey to the near side. Slusser's going to keep it himself. Runs it right up the middle and he's going to be hit and dropped by Antoine Lewis again. And also one of the up backs again, Tristan Anderson and Ty Straits. So Slesser with his first carry of the night. Picks up nothing. And it'll bring up third down. I guess they're going to give him about a yard. And it'll bring up third down and call it a long seven yards to go. Passing situation here. Pistol formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ridgewood sticks with that spread offense. Slusser drops back, looks upfield, throws out to the right-hand side, and it will be knocked away and in. almost intercepted by Nick Strasbaugh at the 42-yard line, but it falls incomplete. And the Bears hold Ridgewood. Slusser now 0-2 passing, 6-15 to go in this first quarter, and it will be punting time for John Slusser and the Ridgewood Generals. Coming in to punt the ball away, Tyler Caudi. Cotty, a sophomore, 5'8", 156 pounds. He's back set to punt the ball away from his own yard, or forty nine yard 40-yard line. Strasbaugh back at his own 20. He's going to let it sail over his head on a great punt, and it's going to roll dead at the 10-yard line and be down there by Keith Leindecker. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 10-yard line, worst field position they've had in this one
1: with 6.05 to go still in the first quarter. And again, not even halfway through, and Bears are up three touchdowns now. Um, Pretty pretty good first two, well, technically three defensive stands uh, for the Bears, and uh, they're going to look to have a great offensive series here, go 90 yards and punch it in again. Raby out of the pistol,
0: spread formation for the Bears. Two receivers out wide on both sides. Now Lewis moves in motion, handoff up the middle to Stanley. Cuts it inside the 10 and outside to the 12-yard line for a gain of 2 on the play. Stanley now 3 carries, 23 yards unofficially in the ballgame. Bears as a team, just quickly, have got about 46 yards rushing in this one in the first quarter and 62 yards passing. So they're almost at 100 total yards of offense. And we haven't even reached the five-minute mark of the first quarter. Moving in motion is Lewis. He gets the handoff on the left-hand side. Cuts it inside the 15. Tripped up and down at the 18-yard line. So a gain of six by Antoine Lewis. His first carry of the night. And it'll bring up third down and call it two yards to go. Just a great start by the Bears. And they need to keep this one going. We talked about it last week, Pat, that they didn't show the killer instinct in the second half. They need to show it here tonight. Reby out of the pistol. Moving in motion as Straspaugh sets up behind Reby Handoff goes to Stanley right up the middle. He's going to take it to the 20. He's going to be close to the first down, but I think where they've got him spotted, he's going to be just shy of it, and it will bring up fourth down. And if you're... Matt Zerker, do you punt
1: the ball for the first time this year? Or, nope, they're going to get him the first down. I would would have thought it would have been close enough for a measurement, but the ball's sitting right, the nose of the ball's sitting on the line, and that's where the yard marker was, so they gave it to him. Bears
0: in the hurry up as the yard markers get set. Reeby throws it out into the right flat to Lewis, and it was a short pass bounce to Lewis, incomplete. First incompletion of the night by Reeby.
1: I just don't think he think he was in too much of a hurry, Pat. He just didn't have a good handle on that ball. Yeah, maybe the the hurry to the line might have just got him a little uh, a little hurried himself. But um, really, one of the only negative plays so far.
0: Pistol formation. Now Aaron Spidella is going to line up. They've got the trips out to the left hand side. They line up in a wishbone. Reby with the slap of the hands, handoff up the middle. Now Reby's going to keep it, fake the handoff to Stanley. Reby across the 25,
1: out to the 30. A gain of 11 for Brevin, and it's a first down for the Bears. Just turning those legs, got knocked off a hit, and uh, he just kept his legs going. That is the fifth first down of this game for the
0: Bears. 4.31 to go in the first quarter. Wayndale on top of a 20 to nothing. Stanley back behind Reby in the pistol. Moving in motion to Strussball, sets up behind Reby. Reby, fake handoff to Stanley, throws out to the left sideline to Spidell, complete at the 35 to the 40, and he's going to be spun out of bounds. On the play, tackle made by Ray Davidson and Cole Lillabridge. So call it a gain of eight on the reception. Second one of the night for Aaron Spidell. And it brings up second down and a short two. Bears need to get to the 41-yard line. Ball just shy of the 40. Reeby out of the pistol. Moving in motion is Strasbaugh. Fake handoff to Nick. Reeby looks down the left-hand side. Now has to run out of the pocket and he's going to be hit and dropped behind the line of scrimmage by Tanner Shaw. Shaw, the left outside linebacker 6'5", 243 pounds senior, picks up the sack.
1: And just the wasn't able to get enough time to uh, let the. It looked like Purdy and, and Lewis running their routes. He just didn't get enough time to let them finish their routes. Loss of five, takes it back
0: to the 34. Third down, call it six yards to go. Again, the spread out of the pistol. Reeby gets the snap, fake handoff, looks out to the left, rolls out to his left, squares up, throws it out to the left side, and just threw it away. He was under heavy pressure the last two plays. That one, that time by Keith Weindecker, and Brevin was hit as he threw. And it falls incomplete, and the Bears, for the first time this year, will be forced to punt on fourth down and seven yards to go from their own 35-yard line.
1: Yeah, just an all, all-out jailhouse blitz there. Uh, Brevin got away from pressure for a little bit, but uh, there was somebody waiting to his left side, waiting for him to scramble. And uh, just, again, couldn't, didn't have enough time to let his players run their routes. Bill Bailey back set to return with Trent Harrison. 3.31 left to go
0: in this first quarter. Wanzik gets the punt away. It's a sideways kick. Hits at the 43-yard line. Bounces in front inside the 40 and down at the 37-yard line. So a 39-yard punt on the play by Wanzik. And Ridgewood will set up shop at their own 37-yard line with 3.23 left to go in this first quarter. Bears on top of it 20 to nothing. Jet Slusser, the quarterback for his father, John Slusser, and the Ridgewood Generals. They run the spread offense also. Numbers this year are a lot easier to read than they were last year (laughs) on their home uniforms. Fake handoff, it goes to Bailey. Bailey around the right hand side, and he cuts it up to the 38 yard line for a gain of one on the play. Tackle made by Titus Bixler. So a gain of one on the play by Bailey, and it brings up, uh, check that, they're going to give him four yards on the carry. Wow, that didn't look anywhere near four yards, but they take him out to the 40, and it'll bring up second down and six. Harrison now the single setback, as Slusser's going to line up under center for the first time. Handoff goes to Harrison. Harrison right up the middle, straight up the gut, across the 45, out to the 47-yard line. He's close to the first down after a gain of 7 yards. And I think he's paid his penance because that is the first carry he's
1: had since he fumbled on the initial carry of the game. Yeah, just a, uh, a downhill run there for, as you said, uh, Slusher lined up under center and Harrison was able to get downhill, and that may be what he's best at, is just getting downhill and and not making moves.
0: Ball at the 41-yard line, third in the yard. Again, Slusser under center. Moving in motion is Bailey. Handoff goes to Harrison. Harrison off the right side. He's going to be stacked up, and he's not going to get it. Hit by Adam Mullet behind the line of scrimmage with the tackle. Looks like no gain on the play, and it will bring up fourth down, And decision time for John Slusser. What do you do? You send in your son, Jet, and they're going to go for it on fourth and a yard. Or will they? Will they just try to draw the Bears offside? Ball at the 46. Fourth and a yard with a minute 54 to go in this first quarter. Slusser under center. Bailey moving in motion, and now whistles are blown, and a timeout is going to be taken by Ridgewood. They want to talk this thing over before they run this fourth down play. And they will. So Ridgewood uses their first timeout of the half with a minute 50 to go
1: in the first quarter, and the Bears lead it 20 to nothing. Yeah, I'm sure they're. Uh, if they decide to go for it, they're going to think of uh, a good play that they're pretty confident that they're going to get it on. What you got to be talking about now too is if we don't get it, we give Waynedale some pretty good field position again and uh, we're already down 20 to nothing. It has the opportunity to be down, you know, 27 to nothing uh, by the time before the first quarter's even over. So uh, we'll see what they do coming out here. Well, after
0: their first time out, they'll have two remaining here before half. Harrison is going to line up. They're going to go back under center with Slusser, the quarterback. He'll line up under center. Now he goes over and talks to Bill Bailey. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Braden Smith. Bryce Hammond is slot right. Slesser under center. Turns around, hands it off to Harrison. Right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up. He is close, but I don't think he got it.
1: I don't think he got it either.
0: Nice play by the interior of the Wayndale defense. Let's see where they spot it. And he didn't get it. He did not get it. He had to get just outside the 46-yard line, and it is shy of the 46.
1: Yeah, they're going to do their due diligence and measure, but I agree with you. I don't think he got it.
0: Well, we'll see what happens here. They've got it marked just at the 46. He had to get outside the 46 from my line of sight to get it. As they bring out the sticks, and they'll measure this one. And he did not get it. He's shy by the length of the football. The Bears take it over. First and ten at their ridgewood 46 yard line what a big
1: defensive stand by the bears on that fourth and a yard great job i mean if you're if you're a golden bear you got to know to come off the ball hard you know maybe the first count because they're not gonna do a hard count call timeout because they already used it so just a good job getting off the ball and getting around their uh their defender or their their blockers and getting the stop there
0: 20 to nothing 144 to go in the first quarter Bears on top of it. Reeby out of the shotgun now. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back is Reeby. Looks up the right side. Now rolls out to his right. Can't find anyone. Throws it into the flat to Aaron Spidell. Threw his hands and incomplete. Ball was thrown just a little bit behind Spidell. But it's a ball that he probably could have caught and has upset at himself over not catching it. And it brings up second and ten.
1: Just saw the growth there by Brevin Reeby from last year to this year. Antoine was wide open on a post, but Schlesser came off of Spidel and went on to Antoine. You know, that's a throw last He probably would have tried to fit in and might have got it intercepted. So, good job by Brevin to cause n- not get the turnover there. Reeby throws it out into the flat to Strasbaugh. Makes
0: a tackler lose his tackle. Cuts inside the 45, down to the 44. They're going to mark him down at the 45. So, a gain of one on the reception. It's the third catch of the night by Strasbaugh, and it's third down and nine yards to go from the Ridgewood 45-yard line. 116 and running left to go in the first quarter. Bears lead it 20-14. to Bixler out wide left, Strasbaugh slot left, Lewis slot right, and Spidell is wide right. Reed Stanley is the pistol back. Lewis moves in motion, handoff up the middle, it goes to Stanley, and Stanley cuts it to the 45, again virtually of nothing maybe a yard and now the Bears will punt the ball away so call it maybe a yard on the gain it brings up fourth down and nine yards to go 35 seconds and running and Jarrett Wanzik will come in and punt the ball away he's already punted once here this evening for 39 yards back set to return Bailey and Harrison set back at their own 10 ball is snapped Goes to Brebe, Reby on the fake. Throws it up the field to complete to Nick Strasbaugh at the 27-yard line. 18-yard reception from Brevin
1: Reby to Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears have first down. And that was something that the Bears had already had planned because Coach Zerker sent the punt team out there real quick, and uh, he probably told them, you know, be ready for this fake. That's obviously something that they've worked on and, and obviously paid off. And that will do it for the first quarter of play
0: as the clock is going to run down five seconds, four seconds. That'll be the end of the first quarter of play here from Wayndale. And your score at the end of one, it is Wayndale 20, Ridgewood nothing. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs, or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at PorkBeInspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. Back here at Waynedale, where it is 20 to nothing. Bears on top of it here in this first quarter of play, and it has been an outstanding quarter of football
1: if you're a Waynedale Golden Bear fan, not so much if you're a Ridgewood General fan. Now, exactly as you're saying, uh, Ridgewood uh, got punched in the mouth. They're responding a little bit now, but uh, great field position again on the 27-yard line to open up the second quarter. Bears had six first downs in that first
0: quarter of action. About 60 yards of rushing, 89 yards of passing. They have just been an offensive juggernaut, and they've had a fourth down stop in this ballgame. First and 10 from the Ridgewood 26-yard line. Reby fakes a handoff, pitches it out to the left-hand side to Lewis. Lewis gets tripped up and down at the 25-yard line. They're going to say his shoulders hit at the 26, so about a half-yard gain for Antoine Lewis.
1: He's got two carries tonight for seven yards. Good it, read there by the uh, outside linebacker for Ridgewood. He he read the option. He came up and did his responsibility. He was the, he had the pitch guy and made a good tackle on Antoine. Second down and a long nine yards to go. Reed Stanley is the deep back
0: out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Breeby hands it off to Stanley. Stanley cuts it right up the middle, takes it down to the 22-yard line. Gain of about five yards on the play. Tackle made by Bryce Hammond for Ridgewood. So five yards on the pickup by Reed Stanley. He's got six carries, 31 yards tonight. And it's third down and call it a long five yards to go. We've just begun this second quarter play. Bears on top of a 20 to nothing. They're going from right to left. Reeby take handoff. Throws out into the flat. It's caught by Titus Bixler, but he fell down immediately after he caught the pass. Actually, about a loss of a yard on the completion. So Bixler with his first catch of the night, but it's for a loss of a yard. I'd like to get your first catch and lose a yard. It <laughs> brings up fourth down and seven. Just a great crowd here this evening. Bears will be on the road next week at Triway High School. Revisit that 72-47 triway win a year ago. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 6.30 next week. Fourth down moving in motion is Lewis. Fake handoff. Reeby drops back. Looks down the middle. Steps up into the pocket. Throws over the middle. Over the head of Titus Bixler. He was double covered in the end zone and
1: incomplete. Yeah, just uh, really nowhere to go with that one. He only looked to the left side and that Bixler and, and Strawsball had a two-man route going uh, there and Bixler was double double covered, and Strasbaugh went across the middle, and he ended up being triple covered, so just nowhere to go with the football there.
0: So Ridgewood will take it over at the 23-yard line, first and 10 for Ridgewood. As Slusser comes back out, 10.06 to go in this first half of play. At halftime, we'll look at the Ohio State-Virginia Tech game. That's coming up on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Slusser with Bill Bailey. In the backfield with him out of the pistol. Now they're back to the pistol. Slusser drops back. Looks to his right. Now looks to the left. Good protection. Throws that out into the front. Oh. Almost in- intercepted by Antoine Lewis. Slusser threw it up and it just floated. And
1: Antoine Lewis went up and knocked it down incomplete. I think Adam Mullet got one of his big paws on that one to, to get it up in the air a little bit more than Slusser wanted to. But that just hung up there. And if uh, Antoine might have timed his jump a little bit better, he would have had an interception and a touchdown there. Second down, 10 yards to go. 10 minutes exactly left in this
0: first half. Ball on the near hash mark. 23 yard line is where Ridgewood is situated on second and 10. Hammond goes out wide to the left. Braden Smith comes wide right. Bill Bailey is the single setback out of the pistol for Slusser. Handoff goes to Bailey. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. He was hit immediately by Jarrett Wanzick, and then Wanzick held on to the jersey. Until Antoine Lewis came in to wrap him up.
1: What a great play by Jarrett Wanzek out of that middle linebacker position. He just shot in there. Nobody even touched him. He was able to hold him up long enough for the rest of his teammates to come and make the tackle. Kyle Ice now comes in and Jarrett Wanzek will leave
0: on third down and 14 yards to go. 9.20 left in this first half. Slusser out of the pistol, spread formation. Bailey is the single setback. Dropping back, Slusser runs into Bailey, now throws it out on the right-hand side, knocked away, intended for Braden Smith. And right there again was Antoine Lewis from his right linebacker position to knock the ball away, and it'll bring
1: up fourth down and 14 yards to go. Punting time. I think the the Bears realize that, especially in passing situations, Slusser doesn't really have a a great arm, so they're going to try to run shorter routes for him and, and let their athletes on the perimeters try to make plays, but the Bears are doing a great job of covering that.
0: We're going to get into that. We saw Slusser throwing
1: before the game. Tyler Caudy is going to punt the ball away from his own 10-yard line. Strasbaugh
0: back around midfield to take the punt. It's going to hit at the 45, and it'll be grabbed by Keith Leindecker from Ridgewood at the 45, and he'll down it right there. So the Bears will take it over first and ten from their own from the Ridgewood 45-yard line. Excuse me, 9:05 to go in this first half of play. We saw Slesser throwing before the game. He throws the ball sidearm, kind of like Bernie Kosar
1: used to do, only comes down maybe just a little bit lower. Yeah, not really uh, very fundamental there, but, um, you know, a lot of times, especially with smaller schools, you got to have kids that are athletes playing quarterback. And uh, We saw, I remember him last year. He was uh, a jet guy, a wing guy that they would use... Um, but this year they, they need him quarterback, so that's what he's doing. Reby out of the pistol.
0: Three receivers out wide right. Bixler is the single receiver wide left. Strasbaugh is lined up out of the pistol in the single setback. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh. Cuts it off the left tackle. Across the 43, down to the 41-yard line. Gain of four yards on the carry by Nick Strasbaugh. Tackle made by number 20, Cole Lillibridge. to go in this first half of play. Bears looking to try to put another nail in the coffin of this one. Spidell and Lewis are out wide right in the stack formation. Wide to the left on the near side is Bixler and Strasbach. Reby throws it out into the flat to Strasbach. Complete to the 40. Inside the 40 and run out of bounds at the 36-yard line by Keith Leindecker again. He is starting to impose his will. Leindecker was their... All-Ohio player from a year ago. He's a junior, 6'3", 217-pound junior. He's a big boy. <laughs> he is a big boy. So Straspaugh with his fifth catch of the night for 55 yards unofficially. Third down, two yards to go. Straspaugh out of the Wildcat. He's going to keep it right behind the right guard, Sam Ferrar, and he's going to pick up the first down to the 32-yard line. Gain of four yards on the carry by Strasball. And the Bears have another first down.
1: That that probably will be one of the only times that we'll see somebody under center for the Bears, other than a a victory formation. Reeby now
0: back at quarterback. Strassball lines up next to him out of the pistol. Stack formation, receivers out wide on both sides, ball resting at the 32. Now, Strassball moves into the slot on the right side. Reby, out of the shotgun. Drops back. Good protection. Rolls out to his left. Now rolls out to his right. Gets away from Leindecker. Throws it out on the right-hand side. Throws it up for Antoine Lewis, and it's incomplete on the right sideline. Brevin had good protection, and then it broke down, and he had to get away from the imposing tackler, Keith Leindecker, and he did, and just threw the ball away. And it'll bring up second down 10 with 7.32.
1: Left to go in the half. I think Brevin thought there... Let's live to throw this ball another day. Yeah, don't don't make a mistake. Just put it somewhere that if anybody's gonna get it, it's gonna be your guy. Out of the pistol,
0: moving in motion to Strassball to the far side, hand off to Stanley. Stanley off left guard, and he's gonna be drugged down by Line Decker again. Ball at the thirty-two-yard line, a gain of a yard to Reed Stanley. Somebody has got to put a hat on Line Decker. Because here in the last I'm going to say about five minutes, both offensively and
1: defensively, he has become an imposing figure for the Generals. Yeah, he's just he's really stepped up, and uh, the secondary for for the Generals is stepping up too. They're they're covering the Bears' receivers, and Reeby's not getting a lot of time to to throw the ball because they're not able to get open. Third down, ten yards to go. Bears break the huddle. Reeby comes up out of the.
0: Pistol formation with Stanley back there. Fake handoff to Reed. Looks up the right side. Reeby's gonna throw it into the end zone to Spidel. He's got oh! a complete touchdown. Oh, what a great throw and an equally great catch by Aaron Spidel for a 32-yard touchdown. Second touchdown pass of the night by Brevin Reeby to Aaron Spidel, and the Bears lead it 26 to
1: nothing. Aaron Spidel's got some long arms, and he needed every inch of those as. He just ran under it, stuck out those arms, and caught it on his fingertips. What a great job by Ruby and Spidell there for the hookup. Just a great, great play by the Bears.
0: 26 nothing. ones comes in. High snap. Reby gets it down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. There's an official timeout on the field. 6.44 to go in this first half of play. Your score, Waynedale 27, Ridgewood nothing. Where can you get food smoking with Southern pride? The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10. Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight. And Sunday, 11 to 8. Located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192.
2: 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com
0: Well, last week you couldn't have asked for any more in the first half by the Bears then the second half was like they sleepwalked through that final half hour but in this one they lead at 27 to nothing, and they have not skipped a beat. Wanzik will kick it off. It's a high end-over-end kick that will hit about the 32 taken by one of the upbacks. That's Bryce Hammond, and he's going to be run out of bounds. Check that, that's Jarrett Slutzer, excuse me, for Ridgewood, and he's going to get a kickoff return of about four yards as he's run out of bounds by Isaiah Menue on the play, and he's run out of bounds at the 34-yard line. So that's where Ridgewood will start first and 10 from their own 34 with 6.39 to go in the first half. 27 nothing Bears on top of it. At halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report, we'll talk about the Ohio State-Virginia Tech game, have a little bit of the Wayndale Golden Bear Marching Band, and give you the stat story of tonight's game. Slusser now is going to work out of the pistol, but he's got Bailey and Harrison in the backfield next to him on left and right. Handoff goes to Harrison. He cut to his left, now back to the right across the 35, out to the 37-yard line where he is brought down on the play by Antoine Lewis for the Bears so a gain of three on the play by Harrison also in on that tackle for Waynedale was Logan Stanley so it brings up second down and call it eight yards to go from the Ridgewood 36 yard line handoff goes to Bryce Hammond Hammond his first carry of the night and he's going to take it across the 40 out to the 42 yard line so a gain of five on that carry by Hammond. It's his first carry of the night. And it'll bring up third down and three yards to go. Hammond is a 5'11", 173-pound senior. He's a hard runner, too. I mean, he got that ball and just shot through the hole. Third down and three yards to go from the Ridgewood 42. And now Waynedale is going to use a timeout as they didn't like what they saw. Third down, three yards to go, 531 left to go in this first half of play. Your score from Apple Creek, Waynedale 27, Ridgewood nothing. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. Waydale using their first timeout. Ridgewood's got two remaining, so do the Bears. Third down, three yards to go for the Generals. Matt Zerker didn't like what he saw out of that offensive formation, so he took the timeout. Ball resting at the 41-yard line, just outside the 41-yard line, and it's third down three. They need to get just outside the 49. Slusser, the quarterback, the junior with running backs on each side. Handoff, it goes to Harrison. Check out Hammond. Hammond is going to be hit and dropped at the 43-yard line, so a gain of one on the play, and it'll bring up fourth down and two. Another great play by Logan Stanley and Adam Mullet, along with Jarrett
1: Wanzik we'll see here uh, looks like ridgewood's going to go for it again uh, as they may be bringing on their punt team now they're bringing out the punt unit john slusser looked at it thought about it decided against it but you got to be wary for a fake here though
0: too dropping back to punt tyler cody set back to return his next truss ball about his own 37 Caudy is going to punt the ball away. High, end over end kick. Straspa is going to let it go. It will hit over his head, bounce at the 20, inside the 20, and it will be downed at the 15-yard line. So a 42-yard punt by Tyler Caudy. Great punt, got a great roll, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 15-yard line with 442
1: left in this first half of play. Uh, only score we know of right now is uh, tryways up six nothing on Orville they're still in the first quarter they started late they had a lightning delay over there in Shreve a um, couple other ones for local teams uh, Wadsworth is up 14 nothing in the second quarter on Worcester and New Philly is up 14 nothing on West Holmes
0: there is one advantage to having Ron Fuller do this game tonight I'll tell you what it is after this play <laughs> Brevin Reeby is the quarterback. Bears going from right to left across your computer screen. Ball at the first and ten. Handoff goes to Stanley right up the middle. Cuts it to the 20 to the 25 and he's going to be hogtied and downed outside the 30 to the 33 yard line. 18 yard gain on the play to Reed Stanley and the Bears have their first down. You know I find it hard to believe Pat that lightning could hit over in and You don't see it here in Apple Creek. Nonetheless, handoff goes to straw The Bears in the hurry up. They go outside the 40. Reed Stanley, excuse me, Stanley cuts it across the 40, out to the 42-yard line.
1: There's a flag, though.
0: Flag down on the play. With Ron Fuller, if he sees lightning, he'll probably ignore it (laughs) and just continue to play. That's the one advantage to having him do this game. 424, illegal motion, illegal participation, excuse me, by Ridgewood. They had 12 men on the field. I think the Bears are going to decline the penalty, and they'll take... The run by Stanley. Now the officials are talking things over with the back judge and the head
1: linesman. Now they're talking things over with Aaron Spidell. They're probably discussing if that's added on to the end of the run or what they're supposed to do here. Well, either way, when you look at it, Reed Stanley had...
0: A nine-yard carry on that play. So he's got nine carries for 59 yards because either it's added on to the end of the play or the Bears will take it. And they're going to keep it right there. I think Matt Zerker decided we're just going to keep the ball right there and it'll bring up second down and a short yard. 4.24 to go in this first half. Bears on top of it, 27 to nothing. Greeby out of the pistol. With Stanley behind him, receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff now goes to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh across the 30 to the 45, to the 40, to the 35. 30 breaks a couple of tackles to the 20. He's got one man to beat. He's going to be run out of bounds at the five-yard line by Braden
1: Smith. Great run there. He just had the one guy to beat and just ran out of field there. He he got pushed out, but uh, a great run. Made a couple guys miss and. Um, as we said, just ran out of the length of the field. 52-yard run
0: by Nick Strassball with 4.04 to go, and it's 27-0. First and goal for the Bears at the Ridgewood 5-yard line. 4.04 left to go in the half. Now Strassball out of the shotgun on first and goal. Handoff goes to Lewis. Lewis running the jet around the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up at the 5 and
1: drop right there. He just got no blocking out around that right-hand side. I, I think if he would have used his speed and just kept going out to the perimeter, he would have had a better chance than cutting it back inside, but um, I'm up here and he's down there, so he must have saw something different. Nate Thompson, a 6'2", 204-pound
0: junior. This defense for Ridgewood, seven juniors start for them. No gain on the play, second and goal. Strasbaugh again out of the Wildcat. He's going to keep it right up the middle. Cuts it inside the five, down to the three. So a gain of two yards on the carry by Nick Strasbaugh. Unofficially, he's got six carries tonight, 84 yards. Reed Stanley's got nine carries for 60 yards. Now Stanley's going to come back into the ball game, and Logan Stanley will leave. Brevin Reby is going to line up at receiver on the right-hand side. Sometime this year... We are going to see Straspaw throw the ball up to Brevin Reby
1: on this Wildcat. Well, it looks like Coach Zerker is just going to let the clock wind down and, and take a timeout and discuss what's he wa- what he wants to do here. Clock inside the 250
0: mark, and now Matt Zerker watching the official in the back, and now he signals out to Ron Fuller that they want a timeout, and the Bears will take their second time out of the half, and we will also. There's an official timeout on the field, 2.44 to go before halftime. Your score, Wayndale, 27, and Ridgewood, nothing. Casa De Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like Timeless Values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa De Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de today, 330-830-9760. Big play for the Bears. It is third down and three yards to go from the Ridgewood three-yard line. Third and goal. Matt Zerker using his second timeout. The Bears will have one left with 2.44 to go in this first half of play. Lewis is slot left. Straspaugh still on the Wildcat. Reed Stanley right behind Nick. Reeby out wide right. Moving in motion is Lewis. Fake handoff to Lewis. is going to keep it right up the middle and is going to be stopped at the three-yard line for no gain. And it'll bring up fourth down. And goal to go from the Ridgewood three. And Matt Zerker will probably use another timeout. He's got one left. And now I think he may be going for the field goal. Not a bad idea. You're up 27-0. Sometime down the road, you may need a field goal out of Jarrett Wanzick and this is probably a pretty good time as any to go ahead and give him an opportunity to put one through.
1: Yep, you got to work on getting your, your uh, field goal team out on the field and um, getting lined up before play clock runs out, so uh, good choice here by Coach Zerker. It'll end up being a 10-yard field goal. The ball is up, the kick is up, and the kick
0: is good. So Wanzick drilled it through with a minute 57 to go before halftime, and the Bears lead it now 30 to nothing. I know absolutely nothing about kicking, Pat. I'll be the first one to admit that. But the one thing I noticed about Wanzik on the first three extra points was it appeared he was guiding them through, trying to guide it through. On the last two, that field goal and the extra point prior to that, he just le- reared
1: back and drilled it. Yeah, that's, uh, might have been taking out some frustrations, too. Uh, update over in, uh, Shreve. Tryway is up 21 nothing. 10 seconds left in the first quarter, so, um... Are we uh, really taking it to Orville so far in that game?
0: Well, that's who the Bears are going to play next week. I, for one, will never forget the game last year. No, that was uh, that was quite the game, seventy-two forty-seven. I don't think we're going to
1: match that one this year. If we do, we're going to need a lot and lot of water up here. <laughs> well, if we do, we better be on the uh, winning
0: side yeah, this on year. On the plus end of that. 157 to go. Wanzik tees it up at his own 40. Back set to return Bailey and Harrison. 30 to nothing. The Bears lead it and at halftime we're going to preview the Ohio State Virginia Tech game coming up this Monday night. Wanzek approaches it. High end over end kick. That's going to be taken in by Harrison at the 20. Cuts it right up the middle. Has some blockers to the 25. Cuts it to the right to the 30, to the 35, to the 40. And he's going to be run out of bounds by Antoine Lewis at the 42-yard line. So a gain of 22 yards on the kickoff return. And Ridgewood has it first and 10 from their own 42. Nice tackle there on the play by Antoine
1: Lewis. He did a good job, again, of uh, shedding his blocker and using his long arms to make that tackle.
0: 149 left to go in the first half of play. Now in at middle linebacker is Austin Rogers making his first appearance in the ballgame. He's going to blitz, and the handoff goes to Bryce Hammond, and he loses his footing and slides down at the 44-yard line. Nice
1: tackle there by Jarrett Wanzick, who moved out to the right side for Bixler. Not only did he uh, lose his footing, but he al- almost lost the football as well. And What, a, what would that have done for this, oh. this Ridgewood team or, or the Golden Bear team to have the ball with about a minute and a half left, good field position to try to go in? John Slusser may have wanted to commit Harikari after that one. Second down nine, handoff
0: goes to Hammond off the left-hand side, breaks a tackle, struggles up across the 45 to the... 49-yard line, a gain of five by Hammett. Tell you what, this kid, he may not have all the
1: speed in the world, but he runs hard and puts his shoulder pads down and rolls over blockers. That he does. He just, uh, as you said, just puts his shoulder pads down, and and uh, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with when he gets going.
0: Third down, five yards to go. Ball at the 49-yard line of Ridgewood. Under center is Slusser. Moving in motion is Hammond. Handoff goes to Harrison. Harrison cuts it inside the 50. He's going to be hit by Titus Bixler. He's going to have the first down down to the 46-yard line. Gain of five on the play for Harrison. And that will be a first down for Ridgewood. And if I'm not mistaken, that may be the initial first down of the first half by Ridgewood. We'll find out when we go over the stats at halftime. Half a minute to go in this half. Bears on top of it 30 to nothing. Slusser drops back to pass, rolls out to his right, looks upfield. Now he's going to tuck it under, cut it inside the 45 down to the Waynedale 44-yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry by Slusser. 15 seconds left to go before halftime and it brings up second down and eight yards to go. Ball resting just inside the 45 of Wayndale. And Ridgewood is just going to let the clock run out, and that will do it for the first half of play. And what a first half it was for the second straight week. The Bears hitting on all eight cylinders in this first half of play. Now let's see what they can do in the second half. A preview of the Ohio State-Virginia Tech t- game coming up on Monday night on our halftime show. Your score here at halftime from Waynedale: It's the Waynedale Golden Bears 30 and Ridgewood nothing. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton The Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192 The Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster And the Apple Creek Bank Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com
2: Macho Man Radio,
0: Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. We're your go-to spot for NFL talk, NFC North talk, and most importantly, Green Bay Packers talk. Check us out at blogtalkradio.com slash Radio or on Twitter at Radio. This is your go-to spot for good times. Listen to Macho Man Radio this week on ultimatesportstalk.com. You're listening to an ultimate sports talk presentation of Wendell Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. We're back at Waynedale High School. It's halftime of tonight's Ridgewood-Wayndale football game. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell. On Monday evening, a very interesting matchup will be happening in Blacksburg, Virginia, where the Ohio State Buckeyes will start game one of their trek to defending their national championship from a year ago against the Hokies and Frank Beamer. And when Beamer led his Hokies into the horseshoe last September, nobody really gave them a chance to beat Ohio State. After all, Ohio State was coming off of a good win over Navy, and Braxton Miller was out for the year, and J.T. Barrett, a freshman quarterback, was throwing the ball for the Buckeyes. Beamer and defensive coordinator Bud Foster implemented a vaunted 46-bear cover-zero defense something that they had devised to take on the Buckeyes. They put as many as nine people in the box defensively and dared Barrett to beat them throwing the football. CBS Sports' Byron Jones explains why that 46 defense confused the Buckeyes so much.
2: Ohio State was a shell of what it would become later on in the season. This was a team trying to find itself, although it just won its first ball game of the season versus Navy. So they got better. They were so green on that O line; they didn't know who the running back was going to be. And Vitek really got after them. J.T. Barrett, we barely knew his name, guys, and then he became a Heisman Trophy contender. So it's going to be it's going to be imperative that that defense stands up because there's a weight disparity. You look at this
0: offensive right. line
3: for Ohio State. They Average about 305. The defensive line, 258 for Vitek.
0: The Buckeyes ended up losing that game at home. Well, now the Buckeyes are national champions, but they do have four players that are suspended for Monday night's game. The Buckeyes have kicked off for this first game defensive end Joey Bosa and H-back Jalen Marshall. And the school announced that senior receiver Corey Smith and junior H-back Dontre Wilson will be the other two players that are suspended also for academic reason. Last year, it was their best game of the year against the Buckeyes, without a doubt. This is where they finished up nationally as far as their season a year ago. They were 96th in scoring offense, 99th in total offense, 14th in scoring defense, and 21st in total offense. And the Hokies continue to be one of the best defensive teams college football has to offer, with Foster leading the way with his blitz-happy schemes all the time. Virginia Tech forced 22 turnovers a year ago, including 12 interceptions, to add to their already impressive national leading pick total of 14 a year ago, and they've had 271 interceptions since the year 2000. That Bear defense is something that they're going to have to get used to because they're going to see more and more of it on Monday night. But the difference is the Buckeyes will have an experienced quarterback underway. Rick Neuheisel looks at who he thinks the Buckeyes should start at quarterback. This particular season, I think the quarterback at Ohio State has to be JT Barrett. That's in my own opinion, because they lost Devin Smith. Devin Smith was their downfield threat. Uh, Noah Brown's also hurt. They lost him in training camp. To me, for them to be dimensional, to make Virginia Tech play honest defensively, they have to be able to uh, get to the edges. And JT Barrett's legs, assuming that he's fully healthy, is the guy that has the speed to do that. Cardell is a formidable guy in the pocket and certainly can run downhill but i think virginia tech has a great defense coming back and if they can corral him without his ability to throw down the field and have somebody make those miracle catches we saw time and time again with devin smith i think it could be a long night for the buckeyes newheisel from cbs sports now newheisel's got some good points there and urban meyer announced earlier today to the two quarterbacks barrett and cardell jones Who would be the starter? But he hasn't told the media, and he hasn't told the team as of yet. Now, rumor has it that Barrett will probably be the starter because of Cardell Jones' migraine headache on Wednesday night that forced him to go to the hospital. But Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports seems to think that the Buckeyes are going to lose this game.
4: Lane Stadium at night, opening night, four players suspended for Ohio State. Enter Sandman, all that. Well, here's another reason. Mike Kucher is a former high school coach who has a website that sells information on a subscription-based basis to coaches. Any coach can get on there for a price. This week, he could find the breakdown from Virginia Tech's Bear defense attack against Ohio State last year. Now, Mike is important because he's good friends with Bud Foster, the Virginia Tech defensive coordinator. And earlier this year, Foster led him into camp and told him everything about that Bear defense that frustrated Ohio State last year. It was used on 54 of 74 snaps in that 35-21 Virginia Tech upset. Ohio State was held to 108 rushing yards, a season low. The defensive backs for Virginia Tech were put on islands. That's what Buddy Ryan did in 1985 with a similar defense when he won the Super Bowl with the Bears. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. Ohio State's ready. They're a year older. They are defending national champs, but they better expect some bare defense on Monday night. If not, this big big upset is going to come about.
0: As we said, the Buckeyes are going to be defending their national championship. This is game one, and it's a very interesting scenario because Urban Meyer is coming in with three national championships, and Dennis Dodd, once again of CBS Sports, takes a look at the comparison between Urban Meyer and Alabama's Nick Saban and their chase of Bear Bryant for six national championships.
4: It all changed in a heartbeat, or seemingly it did, last January, when Ohio State beat Oregon for the national championship. Up until that time, Nick Saban had his chase to run down Bear Bryant all to himself. He had those four national championships. He was 63 years old, still with a chance to get to Bear Bryant's six. But when Urban Beyer beat Oregon... He'd gotten to three lifetimes, 06, 08, and then last year. And how about this? He's got 13 years on Nick. Urban Meyer is only 50 years old, and suddenly we're talking about him maybe becoming the winningest coach in terms of national championships of all time.
0: And as much as Ohio State doesn't want to use words like revenge when they go into Blacksburg, repeat, or defend for This game or any other coming up in 2015, you know it is still in the back of their mind. They're going through the grind, that Urban Meyer called it, on the Big Ten Network. Basically, it was a hard knocks program called Scarlet and Gray. If you haven't had a chance to see it, tune it in on the Big Ten Network, Scarlet and Gray. It was a three-episode program that highlighted the Buckeyes training camp during the month of August. And their motto this year is the grind. Yes, the Buckeyes are looking for another national championship but that's in the back of their mind. Right now they are focused only on winning the Big Ten championship. The Hokies will be amped for Monday night but so will the Buckeyes and regardless of which quarterback Urban Meyer uses it's hard to see that Ohio State could drop this game for the second consecutive year to Virginia Tech. It's Monday night at 8 o'clock on ESPN I'm going to be watching it and we're going to be watching the second half of tonight's Waynedale ridgewood football game from Apple Creek, Ohio. And we'll be back with more on our Apple Creek Bank halftime show right after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the apple creek bank company has remained independent for over 110 years as a true community bank apple creek bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great the staff at the apple creek banking company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about the apple creek banking company locally owned community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 30 to nothing, Waynedale on top of this one here at halftime over the Ridgewood Generals. Pat, last week Bears were almost virtually in the same position at halftime and came out and coasted in the second half. I would think Matt Zerker is going to just drill
1: into their heads killer instinct. Let's put our foot on the throttle and get this thing over with. Yeah, as you said, that's one thing he's probably going to preach. Um, they're, they're still going to make some adjustments. Um, I haven't been hurt by too many things, but they'll make adjustments. Um, but I guarantee he's going end his, to end his halftime speech with, go out there and finish this ballgame. Don't let up. Go out there and finish while you're out there on the field. Play 100%. And, uh, you know, just win it by as much as you can. Two touchdown passes
0: by Brevin Reby. Two touchdown catches by Aaron Spidel, One touchdown in the game by Nick Strasbaugh. You know, you look at this, Pat, but that last touchdown that Brevin Reby threw to Aaron Spidel, just a great throw and a great
1: catch by Spidell. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a great play. You know, one of those you might see on a Sports Center top ten <laughs> if it was uh, a televised game. But um, he Brevin just put it where only Spidell could go get it, and. He reached his long arms out there, as I said, and, and got his fingertips on it and hauled it in. Um, but seniors stepping up and making plays when you need them to. That's, that's exactly what you want. And, you know, you
0: look at that situation, Pat, where the Bears went for the field goal by Jarrett Wanzick. It was a 10-yard field goal, but like we said during the game, you know, they may need something like that coming down the road, and that was a pretty good opportunity for Matt Zerker to tell Jarrett,
1: just go out and kick that thing and let's see what we can do. Yep, as you said, uh, something that you need to work on, especially, you know, this point in the game where they didn't need a touchdown, um, but they just wanted to put more points on the board. Um, so go out there and, and get it done. Let's
0: listen to the Wayndale Golden Bear Marching Band as they perform their halftime show here tonight.
4: It's the weekend now.
0: Wyndale Golden Bear marching band here at halftime. We have got a 30 to nothing Wyndale lead. We'll be back to take a look at the stat story of tonight's Wyndale 30 point lead when our Apple Creek Bank halftime report continues after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 30 to nothing, Waynedale on top of this one. Here from Apple Creek,
1: I'm Dave Mitchell, and now here's Pat Mitchell with the stat story of the first half. Uh, we'll start off with uh, the Ridgewood Generals. Uh, Not too good offensively for them. They just have 37 yards of total offense on 21 plays. Uh, 0 for 4 uh, passing in the game, so 0 yards there. Uh, All their yardage, again, coming from the run. Uh, 17 attempts, 2.2 yards per carry. Um, No penalties. One turnover on the fumble that turned into the touchdown. And just two first downs in the ballgame for them. Uh, Passing, Jets, Slusher, 0 for 4. Uh, again, as the passing game is, has been tough for them to get going. Bryce Hammond leading the Generals in rushing, four attempts for 13 yards. Trent Harrison next, six attempts for 12 yards. Billy Bailey has five attempts for nine yards. And Jet Slusher has two attempts for three yards. Switching over to the window Golden Bears, 278 yards of total offense so far on 35 plays. That's a 7.9 yard per play average. Uh... Passing game, 123 yards. Rushing game, 155 yards. Two penalties for 10 yards and zero turnovers. 12 first downs in the ballgame, seven on the ground, five through the air. Third down conversions, four for eight at 50%. In the game, Brevin Raby, nine for 14, 123 yards with two touchdown passes. On the ground, Nick Strauss' ball leads the way, seven attempts for 85 yards and a touchdown. Reed Stanley, nine attempts for 57 yards. Antoine Lewis, three attempts for seven yards, and Brevin Reby, two attempts for six yards. Receiving-wise, Aaron Spidell has three catches for 71 yards and two touchdowns. He has a 23.7 average per catch. Nick Straswell has five catches for 53 yards. And Antoine Lewis has uh, no catches so far in the game. Titus Bixler, one catch for negative one yard.
0: So your score here at halftime, 30 to nothing. Wayne Dale on top of it, and we will be back with more of our halftime report after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, Dale's on top of it, 30 to nothing here at halftime of this one as we get ready for the second half of play. and Pat, you've been in the locker room with Matt Zerker before, and you know what some of the coaches over the years are saying, but when you've got a lead like this, when you've got a handle on the game like this, what are you trying to convey to the team as you go into the
1: second half? Well, you, as we said before, you just want to convey that you want to go finish the ball game. Um, you don't want to let up at all even though you're up big at halftime. And you just want to come out there, run your game plan as long as you're out there, and uh, just go finish the ball game. Make sure you go win it. Well, last we knew, Tryway was leading over Orville. Any other scores? Uh, not so far. We're we're having a tough night of uh, getting some scores here. Um, New Philly up 21-14 on West Holmes. Um, Garway up 7-3 on Fairless. But uh, as far as local stuff, we're we're having a tough time getting some of that.
0: Well, and next week, Tryway. We'll be hosting the Bears. That will be a 7 o'clock kickoff from over in Shreve. We'll be on the air with the pregame show beginning at 6.30. And, of course, you've got Golden Bear Rewind, the final quarter of this one, starting at 6 o'clock. But the Bears in this one right now, they need to keep, as I say, keep their foot on the throttle and continue to push forward in this one because you don't want to let up. You don't want to get into a situation, Pat, where you get a big lead And you start letting up because once you do, you're going to run into a team, like maybe Chippewa, possibly Norway, that down the road you get a big lead on them. They've got the firepower to come back.
1: Yeah, exactly as you're saying. And, you know, maybe not even one of them, one of the the sleepers in the team, like Hillsdale or Smithville, you know, you get a big lead on them and and you fall asleep at the wheel and and they're going to come back and make it a ball game. So, uh, exactly, you you want to work on it now, work on going to finish this game and, and winning it in convincing fashion. Well, and then you've got the case of Reed Stanley. He had the
0: high ankle sprain. He was out of last week's game. The Bears have this one in hand. Do you let him continue? Do you let him continue to play and maybe run the possibility of him
1: spraining that thing again and being out for another week or two, or do you let him take him out? I would say you, you let him keep going. Um, he seems to be running pretty well and um, doesn't seem to be having any nagging effects from from the ankle injury, so... Um, as long as he feels all right, um, you just keep him out there. And um, But he's, he's got to listen to his body and, and make sure he doesn't push it too much. And the rain has held off so far. It has stayed away. And of course, the lightning over in
0: Shreve, we know that they had the lightning delay. We had heard that there was some rain coming in from Toledo and there was some rain down south coming up from Columbus, but that was expected to miss us. But with this thirty to nothing lead, we're just hoping that the rain continues to stay away and this thing keeps going.
1: Yep, and it, with up being up thirty to nothing, we're going to get the running clock here to, to start the half at least. Um, we'll see if Ridgewood can put it in right away to uh, kind of take that away. But um, we'll get that running clock and the game will will be over quicker as long as we we keep that going. So, Ridgewood will have the ball to open up the second half of
0: play. It's thirty to nothing, Waynedale. We'll be back with the second half on UltimateSportsTalk.com right after this. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank halftime show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. in in midfield, and he is gone! Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by The Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Debs Den and Apple Creek, Casa de Sasi, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Wayndale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, 30 to nothing, Wayndale on top of it. Now, you can look up in the sky, even though it is getting dark here at Waynedale, and a great crowd looking up into the sky. I can't see behind us to the west but i could tell you that when you look up into the sky it does look like there may be some rain and that wind has changed direction and there may be some rain coming in here just hopefully the thunder and lightning will stay away but with the rain that has happened throughout the day pat when you look at this field and the way that the bears have been able to run up and down the field there doesn't seem to be
1: any slipping problem in the grass no uh the we had a lot of rain this morning and, and earlier in the day, but seems like it's dried off, and they said that they mowed it earlier, so um, that might have helped to get some of the rain away. So uh, field condition's not really a, a huge issue right now. Well, I would think that the Bears will
0: probably put this thing in the deep freeze. Like you
1: said, the clock will
0: run automatically now with the Bears up by more than 28, 30 to nothing. So the clock will continue to run. Bears come on to the sideline as they are set to begin this second half of play. The officials around midfield as they are talking to each other, and Ridgewood down near the goalpost to the right of us, and they're breaking their huddle and heading off to the sideline. If you're John Slusser, the head coach of Ridgewood, what are you
1: telling your team now, down 30 to nothing, of being totally dominated in this first half? I think you've got to tell them you've got to turn the page, the... Uh that first half is over, you got to come out and, and have a great second half and if you can't come back and win the ball game, you got to get some momentum going into next week. Um, I'm not sure who their opponent is next week, but you got to get momentum going into there and then uh, you know just like us they have league play starting then so um, you got to talk to them and make sure they're not hanging their heads as to what happened this, this first half. You know, we don't like to look ahead to next week, even though Triway is next
0: week, but let alone look to next year. But we play Ridgewood again next year down at West Lafayette. You and I were down there before we ever started broadcasting games last year. I was afraid when I heard that we were playing these guys next year that we were going to have to set up in that press box where you can't really see anything. But then I found out they've built a brand-new press box, so maybe it won't
1: be such a bad trip down there after all. Yeah, apparently they've... Uh Revise some things and uh, build a whole new home side. And I remember last year when we were just doing the stats, they told us we could climb up uh, through the hole onto the roof, and uh, that, that wasn't happening, so <laughs> <laughs> we, we made other plans. But um, here we go to get ready to start the second half. Bears will be going from right to left across your computer screen. Jarrett Wanzik
0: is... Teeing it up he's going to kick it off it'll be taken in by colty at the 23 25 26 27 yard line out across the 30 to the 35 to the 38 yard line and that is where ridgewood will start first and
1: 10 from their own 38 yard line a couple scores before we uh, do get the second half uh, started for ridgewood offensively norway up 21 nothing on cvca in the second quarter tussle all up 14 nothing on doubt in that halftime Black River's up seven nothing on Northwestern in the first quarter, and Hillsdale is up fourteen to nothing on Willard in the second quarter. And Willard hasn't won a game in
0: two years, so that one should be an easy win for Hillsdale. Slusser, out of the pistol, moves in motion. Hammond. Hammond is going to take the handoff around the right hand side, cuts it up across the forty to the forty-five, and he is going to be brought down by Logan
1: Stanley after a seven-yard gain on the play, and Antoine Lewis with the tackle also seems like uh, the game plan now for the generals is to kind of go to Hammond a little bit more just the way he's been running the ball and and kind of bouncing off people he's really the only one that has had at least some success
0: Ridgewood going with the huddle now as the clock continues to run we're under 11 minutes to go in this third quarter Waynedale up 30 to nothing second down and three yards to go from the Ridgewood 46 yard line out of the pistol. It is. Slusser hands it off up the middle to Harrison. Harrison across midfield. Takes it inside to Waynedale territory. Inside the 45 and down to the 44-yard line. So a gain of nine yards on the carry. Make it ten yards
1: on the carry. And a first down for Ridgewood. Not, again, not really the way you want to start this half, so... Uh, the Bears are going to have to uh, kind of flip the light switch on and, and get it going and match the intensity that Ridgewood came out with. And this is what we talked about last week. They got a slow start at the beginning of the half.
0: Slusser, first and ten from the Wayndale 44-yard line, drops back, throws it out into the left flat. It is complete to the left linebacker, Ray Davidson, or the left receiver, I should say Ray Davidson, and he takes it down to the 43-yard line where he is brought down on the play by Adam Mullett, who made a great pursuit from his right defensive end spot, and Jarrett
1: Wanzik. Yeah, he did a, a good job of getting down the line. Uh, Aaron Spideau got off his block and made Davidson make a couple extra moves to slow him down to get, let his teammates get down the line and make the tackle. Believe it or not, that's the first completion by
0: Jet Slesser in this game. He is one for five. Nine and a half minutes to go. In this third quarter, Hammond moves in motion to the far side, gets the handoff from Slusser, cuts it up the left tackle, and takes it down to the Waynedale 40-yard line. So a gain of four on the play by Hammond. He's got six carries now for 22 yards. And it brings up third down and
1: six yards to go with nine minutes remaining in the third quarter. He runs hard, but he ran into Adam Mullet there. And uh, probably of all the... Waynedale defenders, that's probably the guy you don't want to run into. Third down nine, ball resting just outside
0: the Waynedale 40-yard line. Slessor with Harrison right behind him. Out of the pistol, fake handoff to Bailey. Now Jett is going to take it up underneath and cut it to the 40-yard line, and he is brought down on the play by Adam Mullett and Ben Farrar. So another tackle, no gain on the play by Slusser, just outside the 40, and it brings up fourth down and six yards to go, and they will bring in
1: the punter, Tyler Cotty, to punt this thing away. So a couple big uh, big plays to Ridgewood to start, but the Bears' defense locked in and got a stop here. So Cody will punt it away from his own 50. Nick spot back around his own 10.
0: He's going to let that thing hit at about the 15, and it will just die. 17-yard line. 8.05 to go in this third quarter of play. There's an official timeout on the field in your score. It's Wayndale 30 and Ridgewood nothing. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. And try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner is served Tuesday through Thursday until 8, Friday and Saturday until 9, and Sunday, noon to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Brevin Reby leads the Bears out to the line of scrimmage. He fakes a handoff. He's going to run it around the left-hand side. Got a lot of green. Cuts it across the 20, out to the 23-yard line for a gain of 6. Tackle on the play made by Ridgewoods. Cole Lillibridge, a 5'10", 154-pound senior. Third carry of the evening for Brevin Reby. He's got 12 yards rushing. I saw Ren Weaver in the stands during halftime, and I told him, I said, the Bears saw him up in the stands, and they decided to run the option in the first half in his honor. <laughs> Seven minutes to go in this third quarter. Bears on top of it, 30 to nothing. Reeby rolls out to the right. Hands it off on the read option to Strasbaugh. Cuts it up the right-hand side. Across the 25, out to the 30-yard line. Lillibridge with another tackle along with Harrison. A gain of seven yards on the carry for Nick Strasbaugh.
1: And the Bears have another first down. Their first of the second half. Of course, if you're a... Uh, Late arriving fan, and you're just walking in now. You're gonna if you're a Golden Bear fan, you're pretty disappointed because the go- the scoreboard for some reason says 99 Ridgewood Golden Bears 30, um, but that is definitely not the case. That is not the case. Reeby take handoff. Throws it out into the left out. Complete to Antoine
0: Lewis to the 30 to the 35. Breaks a tackle to the 40, and he had one man to beat, and he would have been gone, and he was brought down on the play by Kyle Bethel. Great. Single tackle by Bethel to take down Antoine Lewis. Uh, Side judge there missed a little bit of a face mask as well. 11 yards on the reception to Antoine Lewis. That's his first catch of the night. 136 yards passing on the evening for Brevin Reby. Out of the pistol. Hand off to Reed Stanley. No, now Reby's going to keep it to the right. I think somebody got goofed up because Reeby rolling out to his right. He's going to be hit at the 37 and dropped a loss of three. But it looked like Brevin was
1: looking for a pitch man, and there was nobody there. Yeah, he uh, somebody got mixed up there, and uh, it's a good thing he just didn't throw it because a lot of times when you run the option plays, they just tell you just, you know, trust that, that your guy's going to be there, and um, that wasn't the case. So it's a good thing he just didn't pitch it there. Well, I'm not sure who went the wrong way, whether it
0: was Brevin or Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh cut to the left, and Reby went to the right. 5:13 and running left to go in the third quarter. Bears lead at 30 to nothing. Handoff goes this time to Strasbaugh, and Strasbaugh is going to take it. Off-left tackle across the 40 to the 42-yard line. Check out, that was Reed Stanley, excuse me, with the carry. And it will bring up a, after a four-yard gain by Reed. Third down and nine yards to go. Ball resting at the 43. 4.48 to go in this third quarter. Reed Stanley, the single setback behind Reby, who's in the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Bixler, the lone receiver, out to the left. Movement on the line, and it looked like Ridgewood's nose tackle, Nate Thompson, jumped before the snap. And it will be against Ridgewood, so that will be a penalty against Ridgewood. And it brings up third down and six yards to go now for the Bears instead of making about third and four instead of third and ten. Ball now at the 47.
1: Makes it a little bit more manageable to do.
0: Bixler out wide to the near side. Three receivers out wide to the far side for the Bears. And now... Ridgewood is going to have to take a timeout because they did not have the proper personnel on the field. 359 to go in this third quarter. Your score from Waynedale. it's the Golden Bears 30, Ridgewood nothing. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community. From snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Wayndale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. Casa de Sassi's products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. But providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Call them today, 330-830-9760. Well, while we're away, Brevin Reby, after that timeout, rolls out to his left and tried to get the ball to the intended receiver, Titus Bixler, and he threw it over his head and incomplete. So it brings up fourth down and five yards to go, and the Bears will punt the
1: ball away. Just a one-man route there by uh, Bixler, and he was covered pretty well, so um, not really any place to go there for Reby. 3.25 and running left to go in this third quarter.
0: Wanzek will punt the ball away from his own 35-yard line, and he kicks it back. It'll be taken in by Bailey at the 19-yard line. Cuts to his left, gets a block. Cuts it to the 20, to the 25, to the left sideline, and he's going to be hit at the 29-yard line and dropped immediately. By Wayndale's Titus Bixler and Tucker Worth, a 155-pound senior with the tackle. So the Generals will start first and ten from their own 29-yard line, with 3:07 and running left to go in the third quarter. Bears with a comfortable 30-to-nothing lead. Hammond comes out wide to the right-hand side. Pistol formation again for the Generals. Slusser, fake handoff, rolls to his right under a heavy rush by Farrar. Rolling out to his right is Slusser. Now he's going to cut to his left. Farrar's going to hit him. He fumbles the ball out of bounds. And it'll stay with Ridgewood, but it's going to be marked out of bounds at the 20 for a 10-yard loss.
1: Not sure if Slusser actually dropped that ball or if he just tried to throw it out. Looks like he just kind of tried to throw it, which... Um, Works works out for the Bears that they called it a fumble. It absolutely does, but
0: nice tackle there by the Bears on the sack for a loss of 10 on the play. And that brings up second down and 20 from the 19-yard line, just inside the 20, they'll call it the 19, with two minutes to go in this third quarter.
1: Bears defense has been aggressive here again tonight. Yeah, that's something that we uh, assumed that they would do is uh, put a lot of guys in the box and in the backfield. Moving in motion, Slessor, he's going to take it off left tackle and
0: bounce it to the outside, and he is dropped on the play by Wayndale's Sam Ferrar, number 53. So Ferrar with the tackle, gain of two on the play by Slessor, and it will bring
1: up third down and 17 yards to go. We'll see what Ridgewood does here, if they want to try to to get this here or if they're just going to maybe run a draw or, or still a handoff and just kind of try to get some yardage. We'll be at Triway next week, 7 o'clock with the kickoff, 6.30
0: with the PNC Bank pregame show, Golden Rewind, Golden Bear Rewind at 6 o'clock, a minute five left in this third quarter. And the clock continues to run. Slessor out of the pistol formation. He's got Harrison right back beside him. Moving in motion is Farrar. Now moving, gets the ball ooh. on the left-hand side to Kyle Bethel. Bethel is going to be hit and dropped immediately. And what was the number of that, that truck? That was Adam Mullet. <laughs> Adam Mullet with the tackle. Kyle Bethel with his first carry of the
1: night, and he's going to wish that he didn't. You could hear from the crowd right when he got hit, a lot of a lot of the Golden Bear fans go, ooh. So that, that was a big hit by Mullet. In to punt the ball away is Tyler Cowdy.
0: Cowdy, the sophomore, has had a good night punting the ball. Strasbaugh is going to be back around midfield to return it. Low-line drive kick. Strasbaugh takes it in at midfield. Cuts to his left to the 45, to the 40. He's got a lot of green to the 30, to the 25. Cuts back to the middle of the field, and he's brought down at the 23-yard line. Nice tackle on the outside. A touchdown-saving tackle by Bryce Haynes, another junior, 6-foot, 150-pounder
1: for the Generals. As we've talked about, this uh, general team has got a lot of uh, underclassmen, a lot of juniors playing for them. So, um, you know, we, we expect them to probably still be good this year. Uh, but next year, they, they should have a pretty solid team as well. And that'll do it for the end of the third quarter of play as we've played three from Apple Creek. And your
0: score on UltimateSportsTalk.com, it is Waynedale 30, Ridgewood nothing. Do you owner-manage a business work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio pork producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table, to a ham sandwich for lunch, to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper. Pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shop Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio pork producers support our Waynell athletes. Go Bears! Well, it's 30 to nothing. Waynedale leads this one over Ridgewood. And what's the big story been all this week? Serena Williams going for a calendar grand slam. She lost her first set in her match tonight at the U.S. Open. So we'll see if she can come back on that one. Bears have the ball first and 10 at the Ridgewood 24-yard line. Brevin Reeby moves Lewis in motion handoff goes to Lewis right up the middle he cuts it behind left guard takes it across the 20 inside the 20 and down to the 19 yard line so a gain of five for Antoine Lewis and it'll bring up second and five
1: we'll We'll give away our Lem's Pizza start of the game after this one we'll probably see a lot of that um, for the rest of this game probably for the Bears they may throw it a little bit but we'll uh we'll see a lot of the running game I assume Second down, five yards to go
0: from the 18th. Wholesale substitutions now in for the Bears as they've got Colton Purdy in at the right wide receiver slot. Pistol formation, two setbacks. Handoff goes to Antoine Lewis. Cuts it to the 15, to the 10, and he's going to be drugged down at the eight-yard line. Ten-yard gain for Antoine Lewis. He's got five carries, 22 yards tonight. And the Bears are knocking at the door again as they're down to the Ridgewood 7-yard line at first and goal. And let's see if the Bears go with the pistol. Straspaugh's not even in the game now, so they will not go with the pistol. Spidel's out wide left, Purdy wide right. Lewis slot left. Isaiah menue lines up slot right. Reed Stanley the single setback. Brevin Reby calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. Ten and a half minutes to go in this ball game. Reeby takes the snap. Hand off to Reed Stanley. Off right tackle behind Ferrar, and he's going to be hit and dropped at the five-yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry for Reed Stanley. He's got 65 yards tonight, and it'll bring up second and goal from the five. Ten minutes left in this
1: ballgame. Last play there, Reed. When he got the ball, he hit the hole pretty hard, but then once he got to the line of scrimmage, kind of stutter-stepped. and would like to see him put his head down a little bit and try to get a couple more yards there.
0: 9.50 to go in the ballgame.
1: Reeby out of the pistol. Moving in motion
0: is Lewis. Handoff goes to Stanley. Right up the middle, cuts it inside the five, down to the two. Maybe they'll call him inside the three, down to the two. Gain of three yards on the carry, and it'll bring up third down. And goal to go from the two-yard line. Bears just giving the ball to their senior running back who had over 1,000 yards rushing a year ago. Stanley coming back after that high ankle sprain a week ago. His brother filled in admirably for him last week, Logan, who he had a majority of the carries in the second half.
1: He did a great job.
0: Reeby moves in motion, Lewis on the snap, gets it off to Stanley. Stanley takes it in off left guard and he is in. The Bears say he's in. The officials have not called anything as of yet.
1: Have they called it? Well, everybody over here thinks it's a touchdown, but there's no signal yet. There has not been a signal by the officials. Bears are saying,
0: saying fourth down. And they're gonna say it is fourth down. And Reed Stanley is gonna leave the ball game. I thought Reed was limping a little bit after that last carry, and now they're gonna pull Reed out. So it'll be fourth down and goal to go. And Matt Zerker is going to take a timeout. Eight twenty-five left to go in this ball game, and your score from Waynedale: The Golden Bears thirty, Bridgewood nothing. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92 amish craftsmanship revered worldwide dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency in the heart of one of the biggest amish communities in america dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable easy to install options for homes and commercial properties in our corner of the world people believe in doing things right Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Nick Strasbaugh in running the Wildcat. handoff, the fakes handoff. The to Lewis. Strasbaugh runs it right up the middle, and he scores for the touchdown. Lewis takes it in, and Strasbaugh hit the ground hard. He was tripped up by, I think, Isaiah Menue in the end zone, and Strasbaugh is down in the back of the end zone and hurt. And now he's getting up. And he's going to limp off the field. But I think he got a foot right in the calf. And that's just what the Bears do not need in this game is an injury that will be sustaining throughout the rest of the year. Right now they lead at 36 to nothing. Paul with his first touchdown of the
1: night. I, 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 My head was down. I didn't exactly see what happened. I don't know if he got stepped on or if they chest bumped after the touchdown.
0: But, no, he, he went right into the end zone, and he was slowing up, and Isaiah Menue was tripped and fell down, and his leg went up in the air, and he kicked Nick. Snap is down by Reby. Kick is up by Wanzick and it is good. We'll keep it right here. 37 to nothing. Looked like Menue just kicked Nick right in the calf muscle. And he's on the sideline trying to walk it off. It doesn't look like it's going to be anything
1: that'll be lingering, but it probably hurts right now. Yeah, hopefully, it's just a, a Charlie horse or a, you know, somewhat of a cramp that they can just kind of rub out and put some ice on it and get a couple days rest and he'll be all right. Eight seventeen
0: left to go in this ball game. Thirty seven to nothing. Wayne Dale on top of it. And right now, I think if you're a defense player for the Bears, you want the shutout. You've gone this far.
1: You've gone 50 minutes in this game. Let's get the shutout. Yeah, especially against the team. Put up 41 points uh, last year. Or not last year, but last week against Be- Bel Air. And uh, you, you definitely want the shutout. You want to make a statement. Uh, each and every week, if you're going to win a ball game, you want to make a statement. So um, that that's the goal right now. And you want to keep it. With your defense outscoring the Ridgewood offense so far in this ball game definitely so Jarrett Wanzik will
0: kick it off from his own 40-yard line back set to return for Ridgewood is Tanner Shaw 6'5 junior check that I'm sorry Michael Kelly a 5'9 150 pound junior along with Bailey Wanza kicks it off deep. It'll be taken in by Kelly at the 15. Drops the ball, goes back to the 15, picks it up, cuts it to the left, and he's going to be drugged down by Antoine Lewis and stopped right at the 17, make it the 18-yard line. So a return of three yards after the bobbled kickoff catch by Kelly, and Ridgewood will have the ball at their own 18-yard line. Bears... As we talked about last week, did a good job of swarming. And every time Ridgewood has the ball and a tackle is made, there are at least three bears around the ball.
1: Yeah, that's I know from playing for Coach Cedar, that was uh, one of the things he always preached on defense was playing Golden Bear defense, and that's exactly what they're doing tonight.
0: Bears on defense. Jet lesser is the quarterback. Hands it off to Bailey. Bailey gets hit at the line. He spins to his left. Takes it down to the 18, maybe the 19-yard line for a gain of a yard. Tackle made by Jarrett Wanzick again. And let's see who else is in there for the Bears. Looks like Cole Geiser. 7.23 and running. Left to go in this one. 37 to nothing. Wayndale on top of it. We're at Triway next week. 7 o'clock kickoff, 6.30 with the pregame show. Golden Bear rewind at 6. Moving in motion to the far side is Davidson. Getting the snap is Slusser. Hands it off to Harrison. Harrison takes it out. Check that. That was not Harrison. Looks like that was Bailey, and Bailey takes it out across the 19 maybe to the 20-yard line where he has stopped up and down there. So a two-yard gain by Bailey, 6.45 to go, and it'll bring up third down and eight yards to go. Ball at the 19-yard line, just inside the 20. Slusser in the backfield with Cole Lillibridge, who's in there running back now, came in for Bailey. Slessor calls the snaps out of the pistol, rolls out to his right. Now looks up the middle, rolls to his far sideline, gets around mullet. He's going to tuck it under, run out of bounds at the 33-yard line. He's got the first down.
1: Gain of 14 on the scramble by Jett Slesser. Really, probably the most positive play they've had all night, and it was a scramble, a broken play. Leaving the ball game for the Bears.
0: Is Tristan Anderson and Sam Farrar has come in for him. 5.49 left to go in the ballgame. Bears lead at 37-0. Trips out to the left for Ridgewood. Single set receiver out wide right. Slesser rolls out to his left. He's being chased. Throws it over the flat. It is knocked up in the air and incomplete. Knocked down by Ben Farrar. Ben has been all over the place tonight defensively, and
1: now they're going to take him out of the ball game. He's had a, a great game tonight, as you said. Been all over the place defensively, just covering the flat there, and and he's a, he's a pretty tall kid. He got his big arm up there and and knocked the ball down and. Uh he's getting some congratulations over there by the Golden Bear coaches for having such a great night tonight. He's 6'3, 225 pounds. Could you see him and Adam mullet stocking up the middle on the basketball floor? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I think he's more of a wrestler, but that's, you know, that's that's kind of like Hillsdale that they got the two bigs on the on the defensive ends for them, so um you know, we're we're just as good, I think. We're under five minutes to go in on this one, 37 nothing. Wayndale. Slessor rolls out to his right,
0: looking to pass. Tucks it under. He's got a lot of green. Cuts it to the 35, to the 40, back to the right-hand side, and he's going to be down at the 45-yard line. 13-yard gain for Jet Slessor. Bears are playing that prevent defense, and Slessor, once he gets past the initial rush by the Bears, he's got a lot of territory that he can cover before the DBs come back up and catch up with it.
1: yeah as you said there's some uh, a lot of man-to-man there so once he escaped into the flats there was just wide open area because his receivers were covered so he just took it and, and got a pretty good gain there we'll give away our lem's pizza star of the game at the end of this one also so stick around for the star of the game
0: show afterwards slusser from the 44 yard line drops straight back looks up the middle now cuts in he's going to be hit and dropped adam mullet with the sack
1: He had nowhere to go that time, and Mullet picks up the sack. He he thought he did for a little bit, but uh, that didn't work out for him, and he tried to run up a little bit and saw Mullet coming on him, and he just uh, backed up a little bit and didn't have quite enough time to escape him. But as I said, our our defensive ends tonight, our our big boys, they've done a great job tonight. Ball at the 38-yard line, second down, and 17
0: yards to go for Ridgewood. Clock running, 329 left to go in this one from Wayndale. Slusser, out of the pistol. moves Kelly in motion. Handoff goes up the middle, and it goes to Lillibridge. Lillibridge across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. Gain of five on the play for Lillibridge. And
1: that will bring up third down and 12 yards to go. And basically right now, uh, the Golden Bears have their... With the exception of Adam Moore, they have their second-team defense in there, uh, which is part of the reward for having such a great game, uh, offensively and defensively, for the Golden Bears. You know, you get to be out on the sidelines and watch the younger kids finish the game off. Third down, 12 yards to go from the 43. Dropping back is Slusser.
0: Looks up the right side. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it will be hit, and ball it is
1: caught. Shouldn't, shouldn't be... It I it thought the ball was tipped... They're going to call interference, but... Catch was made by Braden Smith up the right side
0: at the 33-yard line. Matt Zerker is saying, yeah, it was tipped. The officials are talking about it. Smith made the catch. It was a nice catch no matter what. And I think they're going to call pass interference against the Bears.
1: I don't know why, of course... Well, no, they're going to take it back. They're going to...
0: Well, now, wait a second. What are they going to call?
1: Well, I think it was incomplete, and they're probably going to call pass interference and mark off the 15 yards. And that is what they will do. Pass
0: interference against the Bears, mark off the 15 yards, and that will give Ridgewood a first down. Am I mistaken? Is that the first penalty defensively against the Bears tonight? Uh, no, we've had. Oh, defensively, I I do think it is. Matt penalty gives them the first down at the Bears' 43-yard line. A minute 25 to go. 37 to nothing. Waynedale. Clock running as it has been the entire second half. Slessor hands it off to Lillibridge. Lillibridge comes to the near side, around the 40 to the 37 to the 35, and he's knocked out of bounds by Colton Purdy on the tackle along with Matt Zimmerle and now Ridgewood will take a timeout a minute two left to go in the ball game and we will also 102 left to go in this one your score Wayndale 37 Ridgewood nothing family at the time you need them the most they are there so is the Spidell funeral home they have been family owned and operated for over 125 years so they understand family when you come in the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 102 left to go in this one. Ridgewood using their
1: timeout. You know, I've. I really don't understand. I know you want you don't want to get shut out, but they didn't use it. They were driving a little bit towards the end of halftime and they had two timeouts left and didn't use them. But now towards the end of the game with the second team in you wanna you try try to wanna get points on the board I guess. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me, but um, whatever he wants to do. Lillebridge in the backfield with Slesser out of the pistol. Three receivers out wide
0: right. Fake handoff to Lillard. Dropping back to Slusser. Rolls out to the right. He's going to cut it upfield. Across the 30, inside the 30, to the 25. Cuts to the left, to the 20, to the 15. Gets a block. Colton Purdy is going to push him out of bounds at the three-yard line. 31-yard gain by Jet Slusser. And it will be first and Goal. For Ridgewood at the Bears four-yard line. The clock was running even if he went out of bounds and Ridgewood had to take the timeout. That will be their last with 38.8 seconds to go.
1: Well, I guess uh, as we said before, you want to try to get some momentum going into the next week and um, that's what Coach Slusser is is trying to do by calling uh, calling the timeouts and trying to get at least some points put on the board going into next week and uh, letting the offense think that they're able to um, have some more confidence and, and run the ball and gain some yardage. Well, I've got to agree with you. I'm not quite sure why he didn't take the timeouts either at the
0: end of the first half when he had them there available. Now, sure, they were down 30 to nothing, but they're down 37 to nothing here.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, again, just just odd you wouldn't want to try to put the ball into the, into the end zone. It was under a minute left, so even if you take your timeouts and leave some time on the clock, um, you're going to have to give up something deep for Wayndale. Um, but I would think going into halftime, you'd want to get some momentum going into the second half by trying to put points on the board. Well, Ridgewood has no timeouts left. There's 38.8 seconds left to go.
0: You would think that they've got two plays called here because that clock is going to continue to run no matter what. So they've got to hustle up and get back to the line of scrimmage. Slesser drops back, rolls out to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. Complete touchdown to Brayden Smith. So the touchdown pass from Slusser to Braden Smith, a four-yard touchdown pass. That's only his second, or is only his second completion of the night. Braden Smith with his first catch of the night, and he's got the touchdown, and that makes it 37 to six. And coming in to attempt the extra point for Ridgewood will be Keith Claxton, a freshman, 5'8", 157-pounder. And that snap is bobbled. Claxton's going to pick it up, and he's going to be dropped right away. By the Bears, Matt Zimmerley. So the bobbled snap, 32.9 seconds to go in the ballgame, and it's 37-6, Wayndale. And they will win this one and go 2-0 on the year into Triway next week. And that play
1: sends the Bear faithful to the exits. Uh, A couple score updates now. Uh, Worcester's now up on Wadsworth, 28-14. Uh, Northwestern up 14 to 7 on Black River at halftime. Hillsdale up 36 uh, nothing. Loudonville on top of Crestview 28 to nothing, and New Philadelphia still on top of West Holmes 21 to 14. 32.9
0: seconds to go. You know, I kind of figured that Hillsdale would win that game, but that Northwestern Black River game, I thought was really going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, backyard rivalry, and uh, you really kind of never know what you're going to get. Um, out of those those two teams, Black River, being a, a very small school, usually does make the playoffs every year, but it seems like Northwestern, no matter how good or bad they are, they still are able to beat them. So uh, good battle over there in uh, Ashland County. And thank heavens the weather has stayed away from here tonight. We
0: had plans in case there was lightning around here, and we didn't have to go into delay mode for this one. 32.9 seconds to go, and look out, Ridgewood. Keith Claxton teeing it up. He's going to kick it off, and I would
1: fully expect, if I was the Bears, an onside kick here. Well, you never know, We're a little pooch or something, but uh, you know, hopefully Coach Lesser just realizes that this game's over, and he does kick it deep. He does kick it deep, and it will be taken in by Matt
0: Zimmerly, and Zimmerly is just going to slip and fall down right at the 22-yard line. So the Bears will win this one. 37-6, 27 seconds left to go in the ball game. Stay tuned. Our Lem's Pizza Star of the Game show coming up at the end of this one. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza Star of the Game.
1: Bears have it first and 10 from their own 23-yard line. And you just, honestly, you actually don't even need to snap it, but they'll line up in victory formation with their first-team offense out there and uh, take the knee and go celebrate tonight. Yeah, the the clock is running 15 seconds. Like you said, I don't even think they've got to snap
0: it. Reby, he will snap it, though. He's going to take it, drop to a knee, and that will do it. Seven seconds to go. Bears will go 2-0 and on the year. Ridgewood now 1-1 and on the season. And Waynedale will head to Triway next week for the backyard battle with the Titans. Your final score here tonight from Waynedale: The Waynedale Golden Bears 37 and the Ridgewood Generals 6. You've been listening to an ultimate sports talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. This game has been brought to you by The Shop Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eden, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970, the Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sazi call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Week three is on the way for the high school football season. Next week, the Wayndale Golden Bears hit the road for the first time as they travel to Shreve for an encounter with the Triway Titans. Last year, this backyard duel was a record setter, and Triway won 72-47. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Pat Mitchell and I on Ultimate Sports Talk, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30, the kickoff is at 7. And before that at 6, join us for Golden Bear Rewind for the final quarter of this game replayed. It's Dale at Triway in Week 3 of the regular season, next Friday night, beginning at 6, and the kickoff at 7, on your internet sports station, UltimateSportstalk.com. It's time for the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game show. Brought to you by Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Now let's go back to the field for a recap of tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Well, Waynedale wins this one by a final score of 37-6 here tonight, Pat. As they win their second consecutive game, they're now 2-0 and heading into the game next week against Triway. Ridgewood drops to 1-1 and on the season, but this was a big win because the Bears, even though they only scored six points, uh, excuse me, seven points in that second half of play, they still continued on and continued to play football in this one.
1: Yeah, exactly as you said, and yeah, you got to realize that the clock does keep running, so I mean, you're probably not going to put up as many points as you as you would in the first half, especially when you're up by that much. So, um, But as you said, they kept playing. They, they had another drive where they were able to put the ball into the end zone there in the fourth quarter. So um, just, just all in all, uh, a pretty good football game by the Bears. So the Bears win it, and they... We're led here
0: tonight by Nick Strassball with 93 yards. Pat will go all over the stat story for tonight's game. But this one, a very good win. Now the Bears have to turn their attention to next week and playing the Tri-Way Titans. And the Titans, you know, they're, they're winning tonight. They played a real tough game against West Holmes last week. They may be a little bit better
1: than some people thought they may be. Yeah, I, uh, they, they got down big early against West Holmes last week but uh, made a comeback in the offense that they run. Um, they're never really out of a ball game, so you got to come to play. You can't think that they're going to be down this year and and you can just go over there to Shreve and and walk on their turf and expect to win. You got to go over there ready to play. Being a rivalry, I don't think it should be a huge issue, but. Um, Again, we'll, we'll find out when the, when the lights come on and the ball gets teed up. Well, we'll be on the air with Golden Bear Rewind
0: at 6 o'clock from Shreve next Friday night, 6.30 with the PNC Bank pregame show and 7 o'clock with the kickoff. We'll be back to take a look at the stat story tonight and give out the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game after this timeout. Tired of the same old national pizza chains? Try Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Sponsor of tonight's Star of the Game. Locally owned and operated since 1996, Lem's Pizza offers the best in pizza, subs, wings, and now 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service, delivering value every time with a hometown personal touch. Lem's Pizza is a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like us on Facebook. Order now by calling 695 37 to six, the Bears win this one. They're now two and zero on the year. And now let's take a look at the stat story
1: for tonight's game. And with that, here's Pat. Starting out with Ridgewood. 121 yards of total offense on 39 plays. 3.1 yards per play. 4 yards through the air. Uh, 117 yards on the ground. And one penalty for 5 yards for the Generals. Uh, just seven first downs in this ballgame. 6 of them on the ground. 1 of them through the penalty. Uh, Jets, Lesser... Two completions on seven attempts for four yards in the touchdown. Uh, rushing, Slusser led the Generals in rushing. Nine attempts for 47 yards. A lot of that was that last drive uh, in the fourth quarter. Bryce Hammond, six attempts for 24 yards. Trent Harrison, seven attempts for 22 yards. Cole Lillibridge, two attempts for 13 yards. Billy Bailey, seven attempts for 10 yards. And Kyle Bethel, one attempt for one yard. Receiving, Braden Smith. The one catch for three yards and the touchdown. And Raven Davidson, one catch for one yard. Moving on to the Golden Bears. 327 yards of total offense on 47 plays. 7.0 yards per play. 134 yards through the air. 193 on the ground. Three penalties for 25 yards. 15 first downs. Nine on the ground. Six through the air. Brevin Ruby was 10 for 16 tonight, 134 yards and two touchdowns. Nick Strasbaugh led the Bears on the ground, nine attempts for 93 yards, 10 yards per carry with two touchdowns. Reed Stanley, 13 attempts for 68 yards, five yards per carry. Antoine Lewis, five attempts for 24 yards, close to five yards per carry. And Brevin Ruby, four attempts for eight yards. Aaron Spidell led the way. In the receiving category, three catches for 71 yards and two touchdowns, 23 yards per catch. Nick Strasbaugh had five catches for 53 yards. Antoine Lewis had one catch for 11 yards, and Titus Bixler had one catch for negative one yards.
0: So that's what happened here tonight. Bears win at 37 to, n- to six, I should say, 37 to six over Ridgewood. We'll give away our Limbs Pizza start of the game when we return after this final timeout. At Lem's Pizza in Fredericksburg, you get a pizza you won't get anywhere else. There's a reason we've been in business since 1996. We use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. We not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza, open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 2. And we're open until 9 on Sunday through Thursday, until 10 Friday and Saturday. It's not just pizza, it's Lem's Pizza on the square of Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook six nine five seventy one eleven. Well, usually the Lem's Pizza star of the game is pretty easy. Last week was difficult. This week I think it's
1: pretty easy. Pat, I think the Lem's Pizza star of the game will be. Uh, we're going to give it to Aaron Spidell, uh this week. He had a really didn't do a whole lot last week. Um, you know, he was he was keyed on as one of the top receivers, I'm sure, by Tusky Valley. And but this week came out, had the scoop and score in the first quarter for the touchdown. And uh, then had two catches, two touchdown catches. So um, a pretty big night for Aaron, and congratulations to him. So the Bears win this one, 37 to six. Now they turn their
0: attention to Triway. We don't know a lot about Triway yet. We know they lost a ton of players from last year, Carmichael being the main player. They've got a couple of guys back, but when you match up Waynedale against Triway, it is always a tough game.
1: Yeah, it's uh, as we've been saying, it's a backyard rivalry, so you can almost throw the records, um, throw the records out, which is what we saw last year. I mean, Waynedale was up for a majority of the game, even going into the second half, and um, you know, Triway ended up, you know, being having a great team, one of their best teams in in their history of their school. So, throw the records out of the book, but you got to come to play, and um, you know, as you said, we don't know a whole lot. Really, the only thing we know is that. They're going to do what they did last year, throw the ball a lot, and um, so your secondary's got to be ready, and um, your front seven's got to be able to put pressure when need be. One thing about it, we'll be ready. Yeah, we definitely will be. <laughs> Next week, it will be Wayndale
0: at Triway, 7 o'clock with the kickoff. The PNC Bank pregame show begins at 6.30, but you can catch the last quarter of this one between Waynedale and Ridgewood that will be on Golden Bear Rewind starting at 6 o'clock next week. Our thanks to John Slusser, the head coach of Ridgewood High School. Also to Chris Lapish and Matt Zerker, the athletic director and football coach here at Waynedale. Our thanks to Mandy Wanzick. Got to get her in there because she always posts the things on Facebook for us. And also our thanks to Greg Mitchell, our producer. But most of all, our thanks to you. Go out for listening tonight. Your final score one more time was Waynedale 37 37- Ridgewood 6. Until next Friday night from Triway, I'm Dave Mitchell for Patrick Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Brought to you after each and every game by Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Join us next time for Waynedale Golden Bears football. This has been an ultimate sports talk internet radio presentation.